Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 121 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) We're brought to you by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business on or offline, website design, Google ads, graphic design, printing, we can absolutely help. Check us out at Black Belt Digital Marketing on Instagram or our website, bbdigitalmarketing.com. Right there on the homepage, you can request a free review of your entire online presence today, and then you'll see my little face in the corner. Uh, I'll email you back a review video and tell you what you need to improve on, uh, things that you can do yourself, and how we can help. Okay, so uh, my name is Milton Campus. I'm a brown belt training out of South Florida. We got Bo behind the camera. Hello. Uh, Don't forget to like, comment, share, click the subscribe button. We'd really appreciate all of your support. 100%. Joining us today is a John Danaher black belt. His name is Stephen Williams. This is his second visit on the show. Yeah, man. Uh, you may know him online as Stephen Strangles or Stephen Strangles People, right? So that's his, I know that's his uh, Instagram and YouTube handle. So, Which is extremely um, appropriate. Very cool. actually Strangles People. <laughs> yeah. So let's do a, a couple of quick shout-outs. We want to thank our sponsors, uh, especially Sean over at Flow and Roll. Hands down, the best custom gi and no gi gear in the business. I always say, don't believe us. I really mean it when I say, go to his Instagram. Me just giving him a shout out does not do him justice. Go to his Instagram, at flow, the underscore and underscore roll. Check out all the custom designs they do, whether it's for fighters, mostly like for academies. And you've got to find out and ask him about his pre-order program. It is a way for you to get all the gear that you need for your for your academy, your team, your wrestling team. He does singlets as well. <coughs> Excuse me. You're welcome. Reach out. You can, <laughs> they're, uh, they're, if you want to just shoot an email, it's flowenroll at gmail.com. Um, again, you can go to their Instagram. Send him a message and find out, get more information on how he helps you get the equipment that you need, meaning like your geese, your no geese sets. Very little money out of pocket. Your, your stuff would be actually be in a pre-order, just like we would do. We've all done pre-orders for jujitsu stuff. You do a nice pre-order. You can use the money that gets collected for the pre-orders to actually pay for your entire order and even get some inventory for you to keep in your school. So, again, go check them out. Flowenroll.com. Flow at flow underscore and underscore roll on IG. And if you're just going to go buy something on the website, so like if you want to get a, a, a belt or you need a new gi or you just want to get a, you know, a rash guard, use code JJD to get 20% off. Okay. Uh, thank you to the BJJ box. Uh, they are jujitsu's favorite monthly subscription box. It's delivered to your door filled with premium jujitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. They find the best products out there in the world of jujitsu and guarantee that every box, this is the box right here. Right. Every box is going to be worth more than what it costs you, right? So meaning they're going to send you about four to seven items each month. They've got a quarterly box, and I know that he's making some changes. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. So I know some of the, some, something's going to change pretty soon. But you get a beautiful box like this delivered to your door. Um, use co- co- coupon code JJD10. You get $10 off your first order. And again, I know we're going to have some cool announcements coming soon, so, so stay tuned. Nice. Uh, also, shout out to Neutral Zone CBD. No matter if your aches and pains are coming from lifting weights at the gym or rolling on the mat or really just the daily grind of life, uh, Neutral Zone has a product for you. So you can find your Neutral Zone by finding the best products that they have for your pain wellness 
so you can continue your active lifestyle. And for us, right, staying on the mats, we, we never want to be off the mats. You can check their Instagram out at My Neutral Zone. Uh, the website is NeutralZoneCBD.com, and you can use code JJD. Oh, excuse me. I was going to say almost add a number to the end of it. Use code JJD, Oops. just JJD, for 25% off your order. All right? Nice. So really cool. One of our newer sponsors, uh, Layout Optics. I was uh, talking to one of my Brazilian training partners, and he was like correcting me on how to say it. Layout. Layout. He just said it the way that he said it with his, with, his, uh, with the accent. The I just I couldn't match, but my favorite glasses... I actually wear these. I put them there because I actually wear these to the podcast. Look like um, Mr. Cool. There, I don't. You know what? I should know the name of this one. I don't know if these are slacker. If this one is <laughs> this, I feel like no. That's a little bit lower in the middle. I don't remember which one this one. But one of the cool things about the glass, I actually also wear. I kept out of the five that they sent us to give out to the crew. I kept this pair and, and this one. Mm-hmm. Avore da vida. All right, so I have those. One of the cool things, I don't know if it's on, I don't think it's on every single uh, pair of glasses, but right, like, you know, this has like the the red stripe from a black belt. You can actually get your stripe on some of these glasses. I forgot who, uh, I think, uh, oh, I think cool. it was Clark Racy who mentioned it when nice. he was on. So like you can actually on some of these, I believe you can actually get the the stripe of your choice. So, so check them out. Awesome glasses. These that I have are bamboo. They, they're releasing some that aren't bamboo but most of them and the classics are all bamboo so really cool my favorite pair of shades you can use code jjd for 10 percent off your order and again like i said before any of the sponsors that we're talking about today if you go to jujitsu dummies on instagram just click the link and it'll take you right to the uh, to their websites okay so something new but we got something new so right, can yeah. you see the box yep. bio pro yep so bio pro had reached out and said, hey, we're interested in sponsoring the show, but we want you. You'd have to be taking the stuff. I was like, you don't got to ask me twice. I was like, hell yeah. So I shall right, take it. They sent me. I got my first two months. <laughs> You've been bio, taking it? Bioprotein, Biopro, like everybody knows about Biopro. You get these little vials. I didn't take my, mine today. I'm going to take this today on the show so you see that I'm actually actually taking it. So this is going to help you. you. This is like a, this is uh, <laughs> like really they would call this is, is like a synthetic alternative to HGH, to human oh. growth hormone, right? So like this is going to help you with anti-aging, metabolism, libido, immune system, skin, cognition. So just so you see, I've actually, this is... This is Look number 13 for me. This is my 13th uh, day of taking it. You've been, now, you've been slamming those, huh? Uh, <laughs> one a day. <laughs> one a day. So I, people have been asking me like already, like we had, uh, who was on the show that uh, uh, Greg Lapp in our last episode, he was like, it definitely helped me with brain fog. And I was just like, that was like one of the biggest things that I need help with the whole like searching for a word or I can't remember the name. What's that guy's name? Like doing, like I have that. What I can tell you is since I've been taking this probably a couple of days in, I drink minimum four coffees a day i'm down to two i don't have really? that right now i don't have that afternoon i'm looking right at Bo when i say this i don't have that afternoon like ugh. yeah yeah uh, i might still take my the, nap the one I might still take, crash yeah i'm not sitting there where i'm literally like my eyes are closing like i call that the fog like I'm like, man, I need to recharge. That's the two o'clock, one o'clock crash yeah. in the afternoon. I get that. Usually three lot. o'clock. I'm taking a nap from like three to three thirty, and then I get right. back after it. I'm where I finish. I work more. 
I go to the gym, I go train jujitsu, whatever it may be. So since I've been taking this, I am now down to two cups. I didn't go, well, let me cut my coffee intake down. No, I was just like, just oh, no, I don't need it. I'm like, I, it. Yeah. like that whole part of me going, oh man, if I don't take this nap, I got to take to have this cup of coffee. That's kind of been going away and, and I hope that that continues. So we'll see. We'll see. I say uh, 13 days in, I say, uh, I don't want to say the jury's still out, but I'm feeling different. And I'm liking it. So I'm actually going to take this. I've got to hold it under my tongue for 30, for 90 seconds. They actually, what they do, what, what is really cool, Bo, and I'm going to look at it now. Um, I'm going, you get a, 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 a text in the morning. Let me see my, uh, my text reminding you. Well, like a reminder. Yeah, yeah. You get a text every morning really? and Yo, I think I, I hope take I your my text. Yeah. It's a, but, well, well, this is the thing. It's a reminder to take to take your your vial but it also opens up to a calendar so you can you know say i've taken my 13th day but then you can also click on the timer and it count down the 90 seconds for oh, so you so it helps you keep track yeah, helps it, you take it yes yeah so it, it reminder so you don't forget That's i cool. have i have even with that i have forgotten you're supposed to take it in the morning on an empty stomach so i have woken up start having a coffee have a bullshit and be like ah oh, shit man I, damn it i forgot so now I'm up 13 by day 13. I'm already programmed, but I didn't take it this morning on purpose so that I could take it on the show. I think I said enough about it. So uh, I'm going to take this. I'm going to need 90 seconds, both show them the, uh, the bio pro oh, commercial we'll and we'll right give them a little more information about this. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Glug, 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 glug. Mr. Morning Routine Bio Pro. All right. How Pretty that? cool. Check them out. How uh, you can get. What does it taste like? Um, I want to say, I don't want to say like a liquor or a shot. Um, it tingles under your tongue. You definitely like feel it. Ooh. Uh, especially like if you move it around a little bit, like feels like almost like a little hot, like uh, if you're eating something hot, maybe like you, you feel like it ginger, under your tongue. Like a spice, like ginger, almost like the way it uh, tingles, makes you, makes you yeah. tingle. Not no, taste like it, ginger, ginger. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a bad experience. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's like, cool. you know, it's. But um, you gotta, you know, you keep it under your tongue for yeah. for ninety seconds. It's, I, it's not like I'll figure syrup. out the word, like how I would say, like what does it feel like or what does it taste like. Um, it almost, you know, it kind of tastes like a liquor. Like it's, uh, like I don't know, I'm, I'm I'm not doing it justice. Yeah. But it's not like a, a fruity flavor. It's just like it definitely feels like you're taking some medicine. But it's it, not like uh, drinking. I feel like oil. I'm doing something good for my body. It's not so. like you're drinking castor oil. No. <laughs> so cool. We'll leave that there. So you can get thirty dollars. Off an order of any of their kits, oh. where you are paying two ninety five or more. So right now they actually, I I don't know if you go to the website. Let me pull up the website right now. I know they got a coupon there right on the website. Um, get twenty dollars off there. So we're thirty dollars off of regularly priced kits. And what that means is, when I started with them, or when they sent me the kit, right, they had a hundred dollars off. Of uh, of a kit. yeah, so like oh, they were already giving a hundred dollars off, so you're not going to also get the discount. Right. So when we say when you if you got a regular regularly priced kit or order of two ninety five or more, you can use code JG, JJD and get thirty dollars off. So that's just kind of just want to clarify that. All right, so really cool. 
I, I can nice. also say, let me just say this last one thing about the last thing. I do feel like when I go to the gym, just my regular workouts, and again, maybe this is a little bit of the placebo effect, and I think this is valid conversation to have when you talk about something like this. I am definitely working out harder. Like, I'm like, like, almost like you feel like you're getting stronger, so you go harder, you do more sets, more reps, and you know, you, you go a little bit more. So I feel like that right well, now. Well, you've also so. been losing weight, too, and that's, that's yeah. going to increase your energy yeah. and your metabolism, yeah. too. I'm, uh, so. I'm down... I'm and maybe it has something to do like with this. 13, 14 pounds. I'm kind of like, Dude. I kind of hit like Dude, that's a good 224, 225. I can't, I can't go below this. I've been trying to go, you're so plateauing. I, I got to get a little yeah, bit. You're but again, then you also, you start working out more. But you're a big dude, dude. You put on muscle. Fucking... The muscle weighs a little bit more than fat. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm trying not to pay attention to the, um, to the weight anymore. I feel or see myself getting fit when I look in the mirror. So I feel good. Right. So I'm not like counting the number like every day i would wake up and weigh myself i'm not doing that anymore so so anyway again go check them out uh it's bioprotech.com right excuse me Tech. my apologies bioproteintech.com we call the the product biopro check them out uh follow them on instagram they have you'll you're going to see some familiar faces like tom de greg lappin from the last show nice. um uh uh, uh, Shanji uh, Hibeto, uh, Shanji, say his name right, Shanji Hibeto, he's on there, like I, you probably saw him in the commercial that we just played, so you, a lot of famous people are taking it, and uh, they, they're swearing by it, so uh, check him out, and uh, actually, you know, always love the feedback, so let us know what you think. All right, so uh, all right, all right let's, uh, I think we're ready to go, let's get, uh, let's get Steven in here, let's do this. Let's get strangled. Steven, welcome back, brother, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me on the, the podcast. It's been a while. You got a little you got a little facial hair since last time. Right? Me and little... you, brother, we're looking very similar yeah, right, right now. You know? Same complexion too, almost. We could I mean, be, this lighting is a little harsh. We but... could be brothers, two different almost. dads, two different dads though, you know? Yeah, yeah. Same mom. <laughs> that's, where, that, that's where it counts, though. How's everything? How you been, man? Doing really well. Yeah. Doing well, Milton. Uh, growing growing gradually and, and learning a lot along the way, yeah. so it's been been a fun journey brother how are you doing over there and down in florida we're doing good man we're doing good uh you know uh we're about to we're moving into a new studio um we've got a little we're we're gonna go into a podcast recording studio so it's like uh i have a membership for a uh a podcast studio now so we're yeah, gonna try a, that out. It's not a makeshift studio in my <laughs> yeah, apartment. It's not, so. Yeah, we're we're in Bose. We're in an empty apartment that Bo owns. Uh, it's a gorgeous apartment overlooking Biscayne Bay, um, but it's like an hour drive. It's a little bit. It's hard to get other people down here. You know, I'm embedded in like that Coral Springs area, very very close to American Top Team HQ. Mm-hmm. Like we're, those those uh, towns are attached. So I'm in Coral Springs there in Coconut Creek. So, right. um, I mean, it's like five, 10 minute drive in traffic. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're moving up to Boca Raton. So that's only a half hour away. And then I get more of my like training partners and people that I know locally that can come in. You know, we came down, down to Miami thinking we were going to be a little bit embedded in this community down here. And then things kind of went haywire in the jujitsu community. We won't go too, too much into that. You know, what's happened down here in South Florida. So that kind of yeah. like put it, the, put the brakes on us like really getting uh getting into the miami scene you know we're an hour away so the miami scene so uh we'll reset we're gonna go up to uh, boca there's a couple of there are a couple of other fighters actually active ufc fighters and and people in the jiu-jitsu, the jiu-jitsu community that do podcasts there so we'll be able to uh maybe make you know create some relationships and uh and uh 
Yeah, start to start and have people locally. But let's talk That's about you. Yeah, you can cross pollinate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, have people on uh, like uh, Mickey Gall. You know, Mickey Gall, the guy. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, of course. Right. He's uh, for people that don't know. He's an active UFC fighter. He's the guy that fought. Who's the the WWE guy that they brought over? Um, oh, right? CM Punk. He beat the CM, Punk. CM Punk. Yeah, right. He was the guy that was yeah. like, I'll fight him. And yeah. then he got some momentum, and he turned out to be a good fighter. And uh, so he records there. Um, something like slick and thick, the, the slick and the thick, or something. He does it with like a, a comedian partner. Uh, it's actually That's pretty smart. good. I've been listening to it. Uh, I, it's actually really, really funny. So, uh, so yeah. So you know, things are changing for us too. Going really well. You know, when I you were uh, you know, thank you for putting me on to like getting on TikTok. You know, I right? see you, you told, active yeah, on the TikTok. Yeah, we were uh, trying. I've been a little. We actually our our video guy disappeared. Uh, the guy that cuts together are like just as our reels. Uh, he was actually like a blue belt. He's lived in Canada, and like we would do, you know, do the podcast. He'd watch it, and then he'd cut maybe like three clips from each one, and then we have promo stuff. So he just disappeared one day. <laughs> I don't. He could be dead for all I know. He has not answered a message. He has not answered an email, and I'm like. Man, if you're out there, brother, Ivan, if you're out there, give me a call. Like, Yo, Ivan, come message. on, hit us up. Uh, no, but that's crazy because that's actually pretty common in the content creation world. I've had yeah. a bunch of cre uh, editors just completely just disappear, just yeah. ghost out of nowhere. Yeah. Pretty common. Uh, you know, I think, um, I know, I, I can't say that we were his first, I think maybe he was, he messaged me, he had trained and I think he was, I think he'd gotten to a blue belt. He'd stopped training, but he kind of used as a, as an in. He's just like, I know the world a little bit. And I think he was reaching out to other, you know, I don't want to say podcasts, mm -hmm. but other content creators in the jiu-jitsu right. community. So it's kind of funny because I see very similar videos and I'm like, ah, oh, that's got to be Ivan, right? So we never went into like, who else you're working with? But I, I'm certain that he probably took a video of ours and be like, hey, this is what I'm doing for somebody in the jiu-jitsu world. I could do this for you, which would be smart. I know that he had gotten busy at times, so either he just got really super busy or somebody killed him. <laughs> so it's one of the yeah, other. Something happened to him. <laughs> uh, he did a, he did a great job. I, I I wish we had him again, but uh, you know my daughter works for the company, watching, so me man. and my daughter have been doing him again, and I'm I'm trying to uh, you know we're trying to why outsource it, but you know we do it for clients as well, right? On the marketing company side of things, right, we're, we're right, doing right, it for right. for clients. My daughter does all of those. She just doesn't know the jujitsu world. So like right. I need, like he was able to watch the podcast and then cut something, you know, and be like, oh, that's interesting that this cut makes sense. She's not yes necessarily there yet. So I do that. Uh, I have I send some of them I send to her and I say, you know, add captions, do this, do that. But I mean, these apps now, I like I found an app that does the captions and actually the a, they added this AI feature, which throws in the little pictures. So if it says like box, like you say the word boxing and then maybe there's a boxer or maybe there's Is a box and you can't use it. You know, is that cap cut or caption it's just called captions oh it's just called caption okay yeah i use That's that really uh, cool. i've been using that so the ai feature still needs to kind of come around so it's like if it's not perfect you can't just like switch out one image at least i haven't figured yeah. that out so like yeah. you could run it and then it runs the captions and then you could tell it also like add these pictures or add pictures and it just does it itself so if you use the word boxing or vehicle or car right like it drops in those but it's so wild and, how quick things have evolved it's yeah. just it went from fucking non-existent AI to like say a word and we'll generate a photo for you. <laughs> yeah. It's so, absolutely astonishing. So let's go back. So I was saying, you know, you you were somebody that you was like, hey, get on, get on to TikTok. There aren't a lot of podcasts on there, or, or maybe there weren't any at all at the time. Uh, that's I, you know, I just looked the other day. It's like two years maybe. Um, wow. 
tell everybody about like what happened with you, like people that didn't watch you know, the first uh, episode and new listeners, like uh, you know, kind of tell everybody how you got into this content creation site. And let's, you know, again, I mentioned, uh, I I'll, I have mentioned it earlier. Uh, you're a down in her black belt. So, right. you know, this is just so everybody knows, you know, right. You're, you live in this world of jujitsu and MMA. So with that being said, tell everybody about kind of how you got into the content creation side of this whole thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So I've, I've basically been involved with content creation. I mean, we want to take it back. We can take it back to 2000. I was creating vlogs before vlogging was a thing on a VHS camera as a kid running into bars and fucking doing, you know, we looked up to guys like Johnny Knoxville and, and people like that. So that's where it started. Yeah. Then I took some sort of film classes in high school, did a little avant-garde stuff there. And then I finally got the bug being a musician. I was creating content as a musician. No one watched it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> making alternative rock and playing still. fucking bars in in Bushwick, Brooklyn. No one yeah. was watching it. But I said, hey, I have an authority as a jiu-jitsu instructor, someone operating gyms, and obviously I have the credentials of being a John Danahart black belt, et cetera. So I said, hey, why don't I just show people what I do and then add my creative filmmaking component to it? And then we did really well. So we started out with just intricate leg lock type videos. Yeah. You'd see me doing all these weird things and weird leg entries and and it was popular at the time but it it was not nuanced like i'm looking back i'm gonna take a quick detour for a second i'm looking back at my content milton and people are still not doing what i was doing two years ago yeah. as far Combining, as you mean the moves or the way that the content's no, created moves or whatever yeah. but it's how we sell the moves like yeah first i was using gopros to enter yeah. the legs okay. then shooting to third person like yeah. just fucking fun stuff but yeah what I quickly realized doing the leg lock stuff and all the intricate MMA stuff is it had a strong niche audience. If you liked it, you liked it. It was high quality, whatever. But I realized that I was only touching a base of people that were already keen on the art. So I wasn't actually helping anyone. Sure. It was really just masturbation. Look at me, do cool stuff and shoot it cool. It, no one gives a fuck. So what I ended up doing, what, and I talked to you extensively last time I was on about this, is I thought... How do I lower the barrier of entry for martial arts? How do I get people that don't even know what an arm bar is or don't know who Henzo Gracie is, or whatever, and then introduce them? So I said, oh, well, I have a self-defense background coming from Shotokan Karate as a kid. So I said, let me do that. Coming from the streets of Yonkers, New York, I had a different upbringing. So I was like, let me see if I can package that in a way that's original. Yeah. So I started doing first person, third person content around self-defense. And that's when shit just went over so the So we're talking about, I like, I, I remember, and I mean, I still, I, I watch your stuff. When you like, you actually were filming in the streets with other people, right? Like, you yeah. know, showing punches. I remember you like in a garage and just you know, yep. again, right out on the street. It, yep. Do you is that the stuff that really kind of propelled you forward more than anything? Um, or is that yeah, like the that first was the thing? First, right, because the jujitsu stuff would get like, oh, thirty thousand views on TikTok, and people were like, yo, you got thirty thousand views on TikTok, and no one really was on TikTok at the time doing jujitsu. It, was, it wasn't that common. But then it went like. 12 million views and i was like oh shit oh, wow. there's a lot of people that don't know what the fuck is going on uh about martial arts and then i that was just the top of the funnel you're a marketing guy mm -hmm. so you know what we're talking about but that was like that was just oh look this is easy to digest and then when i get into the nuance stuff they realize that i'm a person that comes from a martial arts background that's actually actually rep um i have a pedigree yeah. so it worked out really well that way and I essentially took that over to youtube and just exploded it over there yeah that's what you got to do if you want to make money yeah. And, you know, I, I know that like the shorts, I wasn't doing shorts for a long time. I probably just started uploading shorts like a year ago, maybe um, yeah. not, you know, 
and I, I got to tell you, it was probably from, um, who's this? Uh, Jesus, I'm I'm always searching for names. I'm horrible with names. Who's the uh, uh, with the V? Gary V. Gary V. Mm. Like I watch a lot of his stuff, and you know, just like just on Instagram and stuff. And he was like, every time he mentions a, a platform, I'm like, okay, I got him. This guy's never wrong. And then it was like YouTube Shorts. He was like, get on, you be doing Shorts. Get on TikTok. Get on YouTube Shorts. I got on TikTok actually because of you. And then I got on TikTok. I mean, I got on the YouTube Shorts because you know, can watch him talk about it. So uh, that that's really helped. That definitely like if you post, if you're active, you get a lot of subscribers that way. You know, so we're still we're this still a baby a out thing. there though. We're still a baby when it comes to that side. But um, this I, is the interesting thing that happened with Shorts. Is I started posting on Shorts when it first came out and. I was only posting on YouTube long form. So I was posting like, here's how to chain a single to mm -hmm. a double leg. Dude, mm -hmm. when I'm telling you 300 views, a thousand views, I'd get like a message from a random guy from California. It's like, dude, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. That single leg off the wall is fucking awesome. But that one guy was the only person that was going to reach out to me. So essentially what I realized is, oh, this is a new, a new thing. I started posting my shorts, my TikToks and reels over on um, YouTube. Nothing happened, Millen. It was yeah. like this. And then all of a sudden it went vertical. Yeah. And I was with leg locks. And then I started putting up the self-defense stuff. Did a few voiceovers. Went from 2,000 subscribers to 100,000 subscribers in less than a month. Wow. And then what I did is I step laddered that. No one ever taught me this. And this is what I'm saying. You motherfuckers got to be a little bit more uh, resourceful. Because the information's out there. No one's taking chances, especially in the jiu-jitsu community. They're like, oh, I'll just keep doing the same thing over and over again. This is the thing, man. I realized no one watches my long-form content. Because it, obviously it sucked. It wasn't good. But it wasn't entertaining. So I said, okay, I'm going to use this short-form audience. And I'm going to funnel them over. So I built out the studio. Oh, and I started me. doing Hold this reaction I'm content. I went to go. I'm like, 100,000 subscribers. Where's he at now? And I went to YouTube. And then my... <laughs> our our trailer started to play after I went to your page, but you're at three hundred and sixty four thousand right, yeah. subscribers. Yeah, man. And and what and what time frame? Oh man, that was all done pretty quickly. Wow. A year and a change. Yeah, year and a half. I mean, since I talked to you, I mean, it was. Yeah. I didn't really start YouTube seriously as a yeah. entertainer until after we talked. That was yeah. at twelve thousand on Instagram when we talked. We were, so. were we hit? Were we in the studio? I think right, we were in the studio. So it's within the last two years. That's awesome, man. Congrats, man. But, I, but the, the point is, like, a lot of guys who are going to watch this is if you're creating short form content, figure out how to build out a sort of macro situation where you can put out entertainment yeah. long form because it does funnel. And especially YouTube now is getting even better at doing that. It, it's just uh, you got to step out of your content on YouTube specifically. The the creative side of it, too, is like uh, we're we're going to be in a situation in the next month where I'm actually going to have a content creation studio in my house mm. in my inside like there's going to be a room and then we're using the outside studio so we, we wanted it to be together i just couldn't find the right setup to make it affordable and work we wanted right. to have like the podcast studio in this corner and then matt's in this corner where we could literally get up with a guest and be like show what that movie you were just talking about show me that or right, you know right. it could be part of the show or it could be content for later so I'm at least going to start creating like content on the mat, 
but we're, you know, we're the jujitsu dummies, so I'm not going to be showing people like, you know, intricate leg lock, leg lock videos and things like that. Like, I want to be a little silly about it. I like like dickhead moves or dickhead move of the week yeah. or stuff like that. You know, stuff that I do that's just like considered a little dicky. Like, you know, even when I'm playing with like, you know, a, a good friend or training partner and we're playing around a little bit, the stuff that we do that's like, oh, f- oh man, you caught me. Like, just want it to be a little bit more, I don't want to say tongue in cheek, but I want it to be a little bit more entertaining from that regard. But yeah, I'm gonna gonna be able to do that. I was actually watching. I I follow this this woman online that does these awesome transition videos. Like she'll be like, you know, in shorts and a t-shirt, and then she'll do some crazy stuff, and then it's like shoot, she transitions. That was her thing. But I she I watched a video the other day or last night that said she was talking about where she started. And she was just like, I tried this. And I tried, like, she tried, like, uh, sh- videos of showing her j- put, trying on different outfits and it didn't work. And her doing her makeup and it didn't work. She's like, she goes, and this didn't happen overnight. I tried all these things. Nothing took off. And then she did these transition videos. And she's a very, you know, very pretty woman. And she would do, uh, she's Asian. She would do, like, these, like, fan, like, uh, kind of like the Japanese fans, right? Stuff like that. Like, uh, I don't know what era you would call that, but. She just did like all this really like fancy stuff and she like incorporated some of her, her culture and blew up for her. So it's just like, yeah, some, something might not, to content creators out there, the first thing might not work or it might not take up, take off overnight. But like you said, all of a sudden it just goes like straight line up. All of a sudden it's like, oh, that worked. So, okay, let's maybe dive into that a little bit more. But I also like the idea of like diversifying a little bit. Like you're doing, so, so tell people like what you're doing a lot of now, which I see a lot of like you're, you're. Well, you call it like a voiceover video, like you're in the corner of the screen and you're doing like a voiceover over a video, a fight, a UFC fight, a street fight. Talk to, talk yeah. to us a little bit about how that changed and, and what you're doing now. So I've done so much stuff. And what happens when you have success and you start to you monetize things, you make a good living for yourself. What, what typically happens is you have to figure out, are you OK being on this particular hamster wheel? Because mm-hmm. you will be on a hamster wheel. My first hamster wheel was the self-defense guy. I could have kept doing that into perpetuity, create iterations of it, and just get millions of views, not more views than I get now. But again, as a creator, you got to think about energy leaks. You got to think about sustainability. You got to think about who, as you get older, like who do you really? What do you mean energy be? leaks? What do you mean? Am I enjoying this? You, your is own, this, your is, personal energy. Yeah, like what am I? What am I doing? Like I said, what I had to say. So I'm moving on. But this is to your point. Going back to what you said, you had that vertical growth. It's like. But that's not the end. You can look at my channel now. I've done so many different things and and explore that. But right now we're doing the green screen stuff. It's low energy. It's, it's it's funny. It's top of the funnel. It gets people in. And then they go to my stories and they see who I really am. Okay. So they think I'm just like talking. <laughs> this guy got hit with an uppercut. Yeah. But they, get into the, they get into the stories and they see, oh, yeah. this guy is about this. He lives his life a certain way. And that's how. Thank you to Feito IT and AV. Specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV, POS, and more. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305-428-2515 and let them know the dummy sent you. Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family-owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. 
Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram, too, at MyNeutralZone. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at thebjjbox. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a Jiu-Jitsu Dummy Signature Tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or geese with code JJD. We do, but my whole mindset, Milton, has changed over the last few months and as it relates to content creation. I hope to get into that a little bit more. Uh, I got I got some good ideas for you guys. I could drop some some major monetization hacks because uh, <laughs> the game's changing right now. But uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for me, what for me, what I'm doing right now is really I, I'm let me just say this real quick. Four or five months ago, Milton, I I. I realized I had a lumberized spine, which I was born with. Not a big deal, competed. Now, I was lifting about a year and a half ago in my gym. My back gave out. I said, what the fuck is this? I've been injured a million times. Torn ACLs, all that. Then I'm like, I'm progressively getting worse. It's becoming arthritic and it's pinching on a nerve. So I basically had to stop doing everything. I ballooned up to a heavyweight. I lost all of my physicality. I couldn't sit up straight. I was fat. If you go back to my video seven months ago, my fat, my face was round. I was completely deconditioned, miserable. I had made mm-hmm. all this money. I had grown tremendously, but I w- my body completely failed me. Um, so basically about six months ago, I had to reconstruct my body. And now you're going to start to see the content at the top of the funnel start to mask, uh, start to mirror the things I had to develop in my brain and my body to come back from that. Cause it was really, really difficult. R- right now mm-hmm. I'm in a weird middle zone with my content where it's like, yeah. we're just having fun. So are you are you able to train now? Are you training? Oh yeah, yeah. You, if you check my stories, I'm yeah. I'm moving like I was 19 again. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm in I'm in pain. I, yeah. I have my pain. I'm not healed 100. percent I might never be healed. I had four back procedures this year alone. Wow. So it ain't it ain't easy. I was gonna but, ask uh, whether you had like surgeries or something like that. Yeah, you know, I had to get a bunch it? of stuff done to get my back repaired. But I started building it back. Like I said, I'm wrestling with young kids, getting fighters ready for fights. I feel really good in that regard. And, uh, like I said, now it's about how can I give back? Cause I've learned a lot about myself in this process and now I'm figuring out how can I create a, not to repeat this fucking phrase again, but a top of the funnel piece of content that actually helps people. Yeah. And that's also entertaining, but that's not just like, you know, whatever green screen so content or whatever. I remember when we spoke, 
we talked about, we were talking about sponsors. I think maybe we said something like, hey, you want to shout out your sponsors? And like, oh, I don't have any sponsors yet. You were just thinking about it or you were entertaining them. Um, or I, I remember you saying something along the lines of like, I really have to use it and like it and want to put, you know, my my name behind it. Yeah. Talk to us about, you, you said a couple of times, like making you know, about monetization and making money. Are you making money from those kinds of sponsorships or can you make money from creating content? Because let me just add, I see a lot of videos sometimes of people showing there like, oh, I made, you know, Instagram cut this and Instagram cut that and Facebook only or, you know, YouTube only gives me this. I'm like, man, can you not make money? Because we it's sponsorships for us. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not we're not getting anything significant from out there from social media land. It's sponsors. It's people believing in us and then us supporting them and doing giveaways and, you know, including them, you know, their logos and the images and, and things like that. And, you know, I, I said before, I think before we went on, I go, I, I've, it, in such a good way, we're blessed that we're becoming like the NASCAR of podcasts. Like we have a lot of sponsors and it's great. And we just want to make sure that we're integrating them into the show. So it's like not only great for the, for the listener and it's not overwhelming to the listener, but we can also have these people support us, help us make it affordable for them, not charge these outrageous prices, but, you know, make it easy for everybody and, and still be able to do this and, and make money. Right? Ultimately, you know, I maybe didn't start this to make money. It was kind of just like, hey, I want to have fun talking to my friends about jujitsu, and then it turned into this. So so how are you making money if that's okay to ask? No, 100%. I, I think what you guys do is awesome because you're, you're, you have this, this strong brand that is a third-person sort of perspective thing. It, it's tied to Milton, but it's not Milton. So... <laughs> You can fucking put out, you can just nonstop, just yeah. infinite amounts of sponsors and just, yeah. just scale that way. But when you're an individual creator, when your face is tied to it solely as the, you know, the Steven Strangles guy, yeah. um, you really should tread lightly with that because you can lose the trust of your audience. Right now, I can, I, I wish I can show you my screen, but I can go into my email now and I have 25 sponsors that are looking to get involved with me on various levels, whether it's micromedia or stories. We're doing thousands and thousands, 10K plus views just on that. So a lot of people want access to that audience. And I have a, a newsletter that does very, very well, which people want to get involved with that. But I'm still the same guy. I just don't feel as if I need to do that. And I'm I'm lucky that I'm in a position where I don't need to do that. A lot of creators have to do that. I have 192 million views on YouTube. I've monetized the majority of those views. I've been able to make a lot of money through that. And I've done a few little sponsors you've seen me, and I've only done them because I like the product. I experimented with it, and it, they've they've uh, they paid me well. Okay. Um, but outside of that, Milton, I'm not I'm not really looking to uh, to get involved with too many sponsors. So really, a lot of my money has come from my Patreon, which does well, and my AdSense that does well. And I ran a gym for a long time, which I've exited on, and I have another way of making money as well, which I don't know if you want to get into that now. But. Let's get into that. But what did you did you sell your gym or sell your stake in the gym? You just said you exited. Yeah, I got gym. I got out of the gym completely. I sold my stake because uh, I I just my my health was failing for one, but also when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, you, you know you got to get out of there. And I've been teaching since I was sixteen years old as well, which is another detail. So I think at, at a certain point, you know, I want to continue to give to people, but there's only so far I can scale teaching yeah. classes. Like a fucking, so know, that whatever. so that people know again if they're listening to you for the first time here, uh, maybe they they're living under a rock and haven't followed you yet. Um, you know, let's just give them a little bit of history. Let's go back to the Danaher days and the St. Pierre days. 
Uh, that's a, one of those that St. Pierre video where you're talking about them kind of mentoring you. Like I've posted that a few times because that does really well. Uh, yeah, but yeah. but yeah, tell everybody about where you came from. Tell them about your background in, in martial arts and jujitsu. So specifically, in, I've been doing martial arts since I was 12 years old. In karate, I started. I started boxing at a young age as well. I started jujitsu when I was 14, 15 under Henzo Gracie at a time when nobody trained jujitsu. No kids did. This was 2002. So I was a troubled kid from South Yonkers. I had a really shady upbringing, uh, drugs, alcohol in my family. I was living homeless at ninth grade, bouncing from couch to couch. My uncle and my aunt lived in the city. They were a little bit, they were doing better than obviously I was at the time. And they said, hey, Steve, you want to come live with us in the city? I said, absolutely, I'd love to. I, go, I get to go from living in South Yonkers, which is the hood, to living in the Upper West Side. So I was like, yeah, I'll take that. And I love them. I love they. They both passed away. But um, so they took me and I said, what do you want to do? Do you want to continue playing guitar and maybe join a band? Or do you want to do this jujitsu thing you're talking about? Because I had emailed Hoist Gracie. Yeah. I had fucking hit up Hoist <laughs> Gracie. I didn't have a computer. I couldn't afford a computer. I was at my friend Jonathan's house. The internet was like barely functioning. There was no social media. I emailed this guy, Hoist Gracie, because I see him grabbing people and falling backwards. My head's exploding. I'm like, how is he falling backwards? What is it? You guys watching this don't understand what I'm talking about because it's like there's nothing novel anymore in jiu-jitsu. But at the time, no one grabbed someone and fell backwards in a fight. It was fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. So I emailed him. I go, hey, listen, Hoist, I want to train under you. I was a kid who just needed some guidance. He writes me back. You know, I know it was him. At least I suspected it was him. It was in crazy broken English. Yeah. It was like the typos were <laughs> off the chain. I was like, this has to be Hoist. They're definitely but Brazilian. Me, right? <laughs> definitely Brazilian at the very least. But what he says to me, Milton, is he goes, okay, I don't, I'm in California at the time, but I have a cousin, Henzo, who's in the city. And it worked out perfectly because within six months, I was going to be moving to the city. So I told my uncle when I got there, I'm going to put the guitar down and I want to get back to martial arts. Take me to Henzo's. He takes me to Henzo's. Henzo's at the time was over a methadone clinic on 37th Street. It was completely dingy. One, no showers, one heavy bag in the corner, one big room with mats, no teenagers, no cool rash guards and geese. Everyone's wearing sweatshirts and T-shirts, all men fighting each other, fighting. Jiu-Jitsu was very crazy back then. It wasn't like, let's enter into K-Guard and, and play with his feet. It was like, how can I snap this guy through the fucking floor? <laughs> so um, it was completely different. So I'm fucking shitting my pants. I'm this kid. I'm like, what am I doing here? Henzo comes right, up. Are you goes, are you a big kid too at that time? I was you pretty like big. A I was decent size. I was naturally pretty pretty big kid. Okay. And he he goes, "Hey, man!" He calls everyone monster. So at the time, I thought I was the man. He was like, "Hey, monster, how you doing? You gotta come train here." And I was like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna train with him." So I go, I train, and who do I start training with, guys? Right out the gate, no one knows who this motherfucker is. John Danahar. He had just gotten his black belt a few months prior. Yeah. And I walk in and I don't know what it is. And John, you know, John, John, uh, I just knew right out the gate that this guy was special. I just knew right out the gate and that his, his way of breaking down techniques and he intellectualized and I hate using the term because it's kind of corny now, but he systematized techniques in a way that at the time was so novel because everything back then was if he grabs your leg, pull your leg out, grab his arm. Like it was so like <laughs> primordial. And then he was like, he was just breaking shit down in ways that my little brain couldn't even handle. So I just became a devout student of his. He always took well to me as well. I was a young kid. As you know, he likes to tutor younger individuals who are talented. So I was that first crop of teenage. I was maybe the first teenager that he ever had. 
and his youngest black belt as well. So, wow. yeah, awesome. I learned a lot from that man. And, and I was able even to come back in my 30s and compete under him right before he left. And he guided me through that process as well. We went 26-0 as a black belt, zero points scored against me. Wow. And um, that's right before he went to Puerto Rico. But, yeah. Oh, wow. So you were training him right up to the end there. Yep. And 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 talk if you don't mind talk a little bit about GSP. I know again on the last episode we talked a little bit about like GSP was a little bit of a mentor for you, and you would uh, you go up to Canada and be a training partner, right? I guess he, once yeah. he found out that you knew jujitsu, I think he thought you were maybe just a striker in the beginning. Yeah. So George, I trained with George back when I was sixteen, and and I know I was kind of like a closet fan. No one really knew who he like. He was not famous. He had fought yeah. like Pete Spratt or some shit. Like he wasn't big at all. But I, I fucked with him. I was like, this guy's crazy. His legs were like unrelated to the subject, but just like, how was his legs that big? Yeah. And so I would wrestle him and he would just single leg me, single leg me. And like, I, he would just kick my fucking ass. And then what happened, and I've said it before, but there was a period where he wasn't able to train at Henzo's because of the whole fight that he had with Matt. Matt Sarah, Sarah, yeah, yeah. He got, he got, he got exiled there. When he came back, I had developed a little bit. It was a few years I had gotten a little bit better. And John calls me and he tells me hey george is going to be back in the gym the ufc cameras are going to be there the it was before embedded but they used to do some weird shit like you know whatever he said come in and, and uh get some work so i said yeah i was hung over that day i actually I, I live a completely clean life i haven't touched marijuana alcohol in many many years i live a fucking militant life but not back then so your boy came in <laughs> tooted i was up till three four in the morning i was i was high as a kite i was i was hung over and uh, I rolled with him. Unbeknownst to me, he was blown away. He was like, who the fuck is this kid? He didn't remember me. I remembered him, obviously. So he grabs me after and he goes, let me show you this single leg. He starts showing me stuff. And then long story short, he ends up going, I would love for you to come up to Montreal and, and do some training with me. So John facilitated that. And that sort of began the relationship, at least from his perspective. I had obviously known about him and trained with him before. And uh, yeah, we became training partners, but he didn't realize to you, to what you said previously is when I came up there, he says, you want to spar? I was like, yeah, I've been boxing for many, many years and doing oh, kickboxing. Right. He didn't realize I was, I had a striking experience. So I became more of, I went up there just to help him with his jujitsu. And I was, I was twenty twenty one. which think about that. You know, he's at the height of his powers in Montreal. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a fucking wild 21 year old who's being brought up to help him. We're in the club. I'm gonna leave it there because I know you're gonna yeah. clip this and fucking put it on you. <laughs> no, just it's just us. It's just us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we it, <laughs> no shit, one's here. Shit was great, but he yeah. he taught me so much about being a, a man because I had a great influence on my uncle. He taught me everything I need to know about being a man. I didn't need any other influences. God bless him. But I never was around someone that was that perennial. That was that dude. He couldn't go anywhere. He couldn't. We, we went to eat ice cream. We went to the club mobs and yeah. i saw the way he dealt with that pressure at the peak of his powers and how he took time for everyone and how he held doors for people and it really uh it granted me that insight beyond the training you know the yeah. training i could go on for years about everything i've learned i'm still teaching some of that stuff but yeah what a what a wonderful mentor and i, I just consider myself to be fortunate and lucky a lot of right place right time right 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 place right time man. Yeah. i didn't have a great fortunate story i mean outside yeah. of me having my uncle and aunt take care of me which it's fucking amazing. Um, that's huge. That is fortune. But just the chance that this would all happen is kind of weird. Yeah, man. Look, you wrote an email and it changed your life. 
right? Shout out to Hoist Gracie yeah. or whoever that was. <laughs> so let's go back. We went on a little detour there to give everybody your history. I think we were talking a little bit about you were going to give us some tips or talk about the monetization of, of kind of social media or something. You, you were going to you started saying something before and we. Uh, so uh, the Stephen Strangles thing, really, what what I'm, it's starting to become for me. And again, this is all off the back of I've had a many injuries. My, both my biceps are torn, nerve damage in my neck. If you ever see my lip, you know what I'm saying? Hanging off, knee, my knees don't work, ankles torn. I just want to give the backstory. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to give people what this, this story is about. So that's how bad that back injury was for me to fucking be here saying it took me out of the game, wow. out of the game. Completely changed my life. So I, I learned what I kind of intuitively known. I've competed before. I fought before. I've been a part of the best camps in the world. I have fighters now that are professional fighters. So I knew intuitively what it takes to come back from getting your, your body falling apart. But this forced me to go inside my mind in a way that I had never done before, how to habitually construct my life, how to run my mind, my habits, so that there was never an instance where I would miss. So right now with the Steven Strangles brand, it's me figuring out how to integrate that for every single person that I come across to give it away, to give it away. Now that we have that established, of course, you can monetize that. And I'm creating a bunch of things around that. But what I learned with this whole AI thing, so this is going to take some jujitsu guys for a run, but it's, I hopefully can give you guys some gems. I believe no one in the world has said this period, what I'm about to share. What I have right now, no one knows this is I have a conglomerate of AI channels that I'm running. They're called faceless YouTube channels. So Steve, your views are down. I'm going to make money regardless. And this is how you guys can make money too. I have, I learned that big, big companies are looking to buy YouTube channels. They'll buy it for a hundred grand. They'll buy it for a billion dollars holding companies. But what I learned from people much smarter than me is that they only are going to buy channels that have a strong personal brand identity. Well, I was like, well, how can I do that? Then I'm going to end up working for the, the, the company that's buying mm -hmm. me. So what I started doing is forming faceless channels and creating archetypes. So I'm going to give one away. I'm not going to tell you the channel, but I'm going to give it away. A New York detective. So this New York detective has a face. I have an app that augments your voice. I can take Milton's voice. I can run it through and it will sound just like him to the point where I can put, I can make him say anything. So if you've seen the Rogan things that pop up online with Rogan saying wild shit that he never yeah, said, yeah, I yeah. have the app to do that. <laughs> so now I can plug my scripts into my voice emulgulator and I have infinite voices that I can take. I create an archetype for this person. And now I can bang out using Midjourney, and which, by the way, just to inform people, Midjourney is an AI image processor where I can create these beautiful images based on prompts. So now I can do that at scale. Now, for a jujitsu guy, you can tell the story of a young up-and-coming jujitsu guy who overcomes all of these hurdles, and you use all of those components to tell this AI story. You can now intersect artificial intelligence, anime, which is a huge market and jujitsu in a way that's never been done before. Wow. And now when you scale those views, you can sell it. And now they have a strong I, uh, IP, right? The intellectual property is strong, a strong identity, and you're not tied to it. So you can do this. What I'm doing is because they out can continue doing that without you is what you're saying, without right? You. That in perpetuity. Yeah, yeah, right. They can. And, and that person now, also never gets old, huh? Never gets old. Right, that person never gets old. Like, it's like Bart to. Simpson, right? It's like, like what Bart Simpson, the Simpsons have been on for what, 30 years now? Bart's yeah, the same the age, right? Like that, you know? And you can do this with many channels and you can create many iterations. And then my my thing is I'm going to exit. You can exit for millions of dollars. That's the goal for me. 
So okay. no one knows that. This is the first time I've ever broke that. Maybe so, two close friends know that. So, it's still a secret between yeah, yeah, us. Yeah, it's just, just us, between and, us and a few thousand people that are listening. <laughs> I hope I so, can help. I want to uh, give as much value yeah, as man, I can. No, that's very yeah. doable. Guys. Yeah, yeah. That's super so valuable. So what, what I, I understand the AI side. I know that I've seen a lot of things. You know, I watch a lot of social media and I, and I watch you know a lot of creators and, and people that give tips. I'm going to use, this is probably not the best um, example. Well, maybe it is a good example. Like I, I follow like at wealth or like at motivation, so-and-so, right? It's like there isn't, th- those are really ones without faces though. There's never right, a faces. face of a person, right? There's never a face of a person. Um, but th- I mean, those are great. Ch- those are, I love those. I, I love those. They give motivational stuff. They tell you like quick, you know, stories about, Elon Musk or Zuckerberg or, you know, just, you know, whatever stuff out there that's, you know, good for business or again, it's wealth. So like, you know, people making money. I mean, I like that stuff. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to make money. Right. I, I, I like that motivation that gets me out of bed in the morning and be like, you know, I might be, I might Get wake it. up, grab my phone, look on Instagram, just, you know, and all of a sudden something like that comes up and I'm jumping out of bed. And I'm like ready to take on the day. I, I, I love tell, it, man. I tell my wife, kick the that. day in the balls. Let's go. Let's kick the day in the balls. You know. Absolutely. And uh, but that that's a little bit different than that model, right? You're talking so about just really to be creating clear, a personality. If you have a faceless channel that does not have an identity, you can't sell it. You can't exit on it for you can uh, you can sell it. Of course you can. But not big as companies and Mr. Beast will say this. Big companies are not looking to purchase that. They want strong visual faces, human faces yeah. that can elicit real emotions that can do well over time. So I'll give what you guys should do. I'm not going to do this. You got, maybe I will do it if no one does it, but um, I would create my own Goggins. He'd have a, like a, a unique look. Of Goggins, yeah. I would fucking kill it with that. I, I, it, guys, come on. Yeah. You can do the voice. You can do that with any, and, and think, you know, we don't have to just think inside of the MMA fitness world. Like, I mean, that could be every guys, industry, every genre, genre could have its own version of that. It could be know. technology. It could be finance. I mean, like I said, um, do you have an, an undercover- channel running yet? Do you have any of them up and running? Yeah. You doing and yeah. just and building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So share when you're ready. You know, share, that? You know, share share when you're ready. I don't mean like right now. Share. Oh, I absolutely will. I'll yeah, come yeah, back yeah, on yeah, and yeah, I'll when I, when I when I'm really ready. Maybe I'm you know yeah. positioning myself to to get out. I yeah. think it would be a good time. But uh, I, I just. I just think there's so much opportunity and, and you just got to sort of widen your, your blinders a little bit yeah. uh, to do that. And to your point, you talk about getting up every day and kicking life in the balls, which I think is awesome. Um, that's what's driving all this innovation for me that I don't even show on the internet. In order to really grow, you got to have that mindset and that ability to, to formulate your day and have that code of conduct that, to be successful. You yeah. know, so many people, and I talk to jiu-jitsu guys and MMA guys in my DMs all the time, and it's like, they're doing well in aspects of their life, but they haven't really figured out how to make that a homogenous sort of run through where I wake up, yeah. I do this, I do that. Everything in my day is meticulous. I'm always on time. And I hold myself accountable. I never miss. And that allows me to not have those mental uh, energy leaks that we talked about before where, oh man, like, I don't know. Oh my God, the, the views aren't good today or, oh, oh you so know, I, just, I don't I, have I, those. I don't, even, I don't even pay attention to that stuff as much anymore. Now this That's is for, the way to be. This is we got you know on on the scale that w- where we are, this turned into. It's fun to do, yeah. But I'm not so overwhelmed with like how did that video do or how did this podcast do? Um, I this is the the this is my favorite day of the week. 
Now it's That's it awesome. rotates around, but my favorite day of the week is going to record a podcast. It's like I get to talk to people that I like, that yep. have a good story, and that, you know, again, it goes back to the original way that we started this was just like, oh, man, I wish I would have recorded that conversation. How all, Having a beer and, and pizza and wings with friends and, and going, oh, my God, man. Fuck. We, oh, God, we should have recorded that. Stories about like the Popovich days down here in South Florida and yeah. and all that shit that happened with him. And I mean, just the craziness that, 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 you know, like black belts were, were, were like the stories that they had. So it's so much fun, but now we're lucky again. It's I, I'll say, I'll say it this way. And this is not, I'm not bragging. I'm hope, I hope that I'm, um, uh, inspiring somebody that wants to do a podcast. Although I tell everybody that wants to do a podcast, I still say the same thing. Don't do a podcast. And you know, yeah, why are you doing it? Are you doing it to make money? Because you're not gonna you're gonna have to put a lot more into it than you're gonna get out of it for years. Yeah. Um, but we're in this really lucky space that I don't even reach out to sponsors anymore. I just like I they they reach out like you said you got them in your inbox. I really yep. use Instagram for almost ever, for for this for booking. You know you know I spoke to you. I said hey what I do I reach out to you on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I do everything on Instagram including originally like asking people, Hey, would you like to sponsor the show? Or, Hey, I really like your brand. That's the best, the better way to do it. Hey, I really like your stuff. Steven, you want to come on the show? Let's catch up. Hey, Mr. You know, whatever company. Hey, I like your stuff. We're looking to fill this gap, you know, or could you send me some stuff and I'd like to check it out and maybe we can talk about having you on the show. You know, all done through. I don't even do that anymore. Just now they just come in, you know, Hey, you know, how do I, you know, how do I sponsor the show? I have a kit. I send them two images. It's, uh, you know, our, our numbers and some information about the show and our, the cost. And that's it. And it's, it's great. It's like, it's, it's, we've got a, it's got its methodology. I uh, definitely want to be creating more content. And that's what, you know, we're going to have something in the house now. There's going to be a room, which is removing the podcast. I get, Bo and I, we haven't even, we've got to sit down because I've just committed to this studio. Bo and I have to sit down and talk about like, what are we going to do? Do like, how do I set this up at home? Do I do this? Do I just do it with iPhone cameras? Do I, I do I need to use the equipment mm-hmm. that we have here? Like I, those are conversations that we need to have. Yeah, logistics. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, now, like I want to focus a little bit more on on the content creation, and again, be you know, be a little bit more funny with it. Not, I'm not looking to to. I don't. Co- I'm not a coach. I think you really need to have an have experience coaching to be able to really like go into showing a move. But I like showing funny moves. You know, or I like just showing, you know, showing myself, you know, like uh, I we haven't done one for a long time, but just showing like different the way that I like, you know, pick somebody's neck up to get to get into a choke. Right. Doing with the nose or doing it like this or, you know, just or just slapping them on the forehead, like stuff like that. Like those are the like little things that I think uh, not necessarily get taught or people just don't see unless they see it. Like I saw that stuff on videos. You know, or yeah. even now I'm using like Wagner's, you know, covering the mouth on people, you know, yeah, <laughs> but nasty. I do that. They, but I'm not doing it in like, ah, I got to win practice. I'm doing it like, in a fun I'm, way. I'm, I'm trying to be funny. Like I'm doing it and I'm smiling at them. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, when you try to grab my leg before, here you go. How about you can't breathe now? You know? Uh, so I, and that, that's the stuff that I like. That's me. That's my personality. Look, you know, I go back to, we named this jujitsu dummies. Who the hell names their podcast jujitsu dummies? And I, I told people I, originally we were going to call it Jiu-Jitsu Idiots. And now there's a Jiu-Jitsu Idiots out there. Started, I saw like a small channel. And, uh, too close. I, I met, too, yeah, too close. I mentioned it a bunch. I, I've mentioned it more than once. And I, maybe somebody heard or maybe they just did it on their own. But there's a, a Jiu-Jitsu Idiots uh, handle. I, I didn't watch any of their content. I, just, like, I saw that it was like just it looked like it just got started. But, That's flattering, um, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they if it was because of us, that's great. You know, I was like, idiots might be a little too strong. You know. Yeah. Um, you but did I, two fucking morons. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wanted it, it to be. I I really <laughs> wanted it to be. You know, we started this when I was a purple belt, so I wanted it to be. Hey, I know I'm just a purple belt. I'm here yeah. to learn and meet people and talk about jujitsu. I'm as passionate about it as the black belt that's showing moves. But it's funny. I mean, those guys like. I watch a lot of guys that put out content that probably have no business getting behind the, the the mic to do a podcast, right? That's just not their forte. And I kind of feel that way. Like I I coached when I was at White and Blue Belt because I was helping my coach and I was helping him with the kids' classes, and that was great. And I felt like I could like really coach and show moves. And I still do that in my gym today. A new person comes in, and especially when they're bigger, like I'll say, yeah, I'll I'll take him, coach, and I'll walk him do like they'll do a move of the day, but I'll be doing some. You know, when we're, we'll watch the move, but then I'll be like, okay, let's go over here and let's just do Jiu-Jitsu 101. Put me in your guard, get in my guard, passing, things like that. So I have a lot of fun with that, but I don't, like, I'm not looking to show, like, high-level moves and, that's, and that kind of stuff. So I like thing. the dickhead all, move of the week thing. I, I think that's, that's going to be our thing. Knowing, knowing who you are, like, you, I, I've said that, I actually tweeted this yesterday. You are the niche, man. You are the niche. Yeah. Who are you? What yeah, are your yeah. interests and talents, and what's that intersection? People are always trying to box themselves in, and I did it, and you can get successful with it. I'm not saying that, but what I'm trying to explain is you can try to be someone you're not, to your point, and then it's sort of, it's never going to work. It's never going to work because you're not being your authentic self. So if if teaching that particular move works for you or that style of content, then you're going to be successful at it because it's going to come off as authentic. Then it becomes like, how do I package it and all the nuanced shit like that? But that's learnable. Where people fuck up with the content creation is they're not playing true to who they actually are as an individual. They're not playing true to their core, what what they actually are. Like you look at me, whether you like my fucking green screen content or my documentaries or my reactions or whatever, you know it's me. You you know like that's Steve. What what if you sparked buy into that, that? Was there something that you were like, I want to do these. I'm going to put myself on. Like, was there a moment where there was a light switch, or did you do it once and be like, oh wow, that took off. Let me do that again. Or was it like truly conscious? Like, yeah, I'm going to do this. This is going to be a niche within my niche. You know, I'm going to I'm going to do this thing. Yeah, I saw I, when it came to the first person shit I was doing. You guys remember? If you do remember, it was the the streets are ruthless. Like I was yeah, doing, yeah, I was yeah, super yeah. branded very yeah. well. And that, those exploded. That was because I saw an ice cream. So it was always someone outside of my niche. I'm not inspired yeah. by any of these jiu-jitsu guys. And I'm not because I'm going to ask you, Milton, real quick. Who the fuck is doing good content? Be honest. Who the fuck is doing dope-ass content on, in jiu-jitsu? I love outside of you guys. Brandon McCatherine stuff. Brandon McCaffrey okay, from right, Ten he's Planet. Awesome. He's been, yeah, he's I've amazing. Um, you know, very I, well shot. I love his stuff. But, I mean, but right. he's literally got a camera guy following him around. I don't want to say twenty four seven, but like most of the day, like he says, that was the best investment when we had him on. He says, and he's coming back on, by the way, hopefully soon. He says that was the best investment I ever made because it's just all this content, and he's just like a funny guy and a unique personality. Yes. And then it's like then Ten Planet Jiu Jitsu on top of it, where it's like a little bit different than what most people are learning. My you know? point is that most yeah. people in this space are not innovating. Yeah. So what yeah, you can yeah, do yeah. is you can look you can look peripherally to a different genre. And then I saw a, guy, a kid making ice cream first person, and it was killing it. And I said, if I take that to self defense and give it a shot, put yeah. my tinge to it, and then it exploded. And then I just kept creating iterations. Oh, can I succeed at this? Now I'm doing green screen. It's the lowest effort content in the world. But because I'm being <laughs> myself and I'm authentic, yeah. it gets sometimes millions of views. Sometimes it get you know, it's, it's yeah. just being yourself I, and being authentic. I I mean, there are people that I've like had on the show. Like usually like I've either I've, I watch something and then I ask them to be on the show because, you know, in social media, it's truly this amazing thing where you feel like you know them. 
And when I have them on, I mean, before I ever, ever actually speak to somebody, I almost, you know, like I'm, it's got to be weird to some people that like you start talking to them like you know them. And like I mentioned something that they never told me like, oh, I know that you used to do this. And they're like, how the fuck does this guy know this, right? Well, I listen to a podcast or I really do watch your stuff. So there, there are some out there. I, like I don't, I don't look to social media to be like, let me find a move. Like, right? All right. It's like you're coming across it. But right, the more the more you watch something, the more you see. So like, I see your stuff all the time because I watch it, and then the algorithm knows that I watch it, so it shows me more. Right, the things yeah, that I follow yeah. that don't watch, I don't really see. Right, so it's yeah. just like the more you watch it, the more you see. So like, it's always the same people coming up. So I guess it's like you wind up getting fed the things that you like the most, and then it's just like that's all you're seeing. And you know, why and, do I keep why do I keep seeing Trump videos? Yeah. I, why am I? That's all you engage in, you yeah. fucking moron. What yeah. do you think? It's the thing that you watch the most, right? So you can, yeah, exactly. you know, you could, if you really. Uh, by just, the way, that was. By the way, by the way, by the way, that wasn't an anti-Trump thing at all. I, 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 Trump's my it, boy. It is. Oh, that was an endorsement. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Um, what was I don't put say? that on. Please don't clip that. Do not no, clip that. I'm gonna leave. That stays in. That stays in. <laughs> we don't. We don't cut out. You want it out or you want it in? No, no. I'm saying don't uh, don't clip that into a short form piece. Oh no. In, oh, now I have no. to. Now I have to do that and include the this part where you're saying DeSantis, don't clip that. Baby, DeSantis, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I, you know, for a long time I've been like. My thing was going on a tangent here, but I would say here, and it was just my personal rule, no politics, no religion. I dig it. I'm not a political person at all. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. No politics, no religion. I wanted it to just be about, from my mouth, I just wanted it to be about jujitsu. And, 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 you know, and the things around it. And actually, like recently... When I went to the studio and they showed me some of the stuff from like Mickey Gall, like all the stuff that I'm seeing from Mickey wasn't like, wasn't about fighting him in this, you know, he's talking about his personal opinions. They're talking politics. They're talking about sex. They're talking about women. And you got this, you know, he's feeding off of this guy that does comedy. And I was like, again, I'm in this place now where I really don't give a fuck what people think about me. I just turned 50. I don't really give you a fuck. You look phenomenal. Thank by you, the man. Way. My, oh, I, I just like a couple weeks, just turned fifty, and I'm like, I get it. Like, you know, like the the like the old curmudgeon, get off my lawn guy. Like, I really just don't give a fuck anymore. Like, I had a heart attack. I could be dead. I could have five years. I could have you know, twenty years, thirty years left. I don't know. I'm doing stuff for me. I'm building a business like for with and for my daughter. Like, those are the things that I really I love, and I love to do. And talk about jujitsu. I'm just not. I'm like, yeah. What? What's the big deal if I do give my opinion on something or do talk about politics and uh, politics and religion? And watching Mickey, I was like waiting for the MMA stuff. At least from like the clips I'm seeing, I'm like, there's never any MMA stuff. But it's a it's a really good podcast, and it's um it's it's about everything. It's just like what, wherever the conversation leads. And not that I want to change this to that, but I'm like, maybe am I holding myself back from really showing my own personality by not sharing those things? But again, I know I've watched stuff and I'm like, hey, asshole, I'm not watching you because I want to hear your politics. I'm watching you because I want to hear this thing that you're famous for. It's like when an actor comes out and starts like all of a sudden preaching about something and I'm like, yeah, I just want to watch your movie. But sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? They're, maybe they're but, right. You know what? Do you, you know does what that it, make sense? 
you know? Oh, no, the, I yeah. think people self-filter themselves and they, 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 they go so far niche that it's like, you really don't have much wiggle room and expanding outside of that becomes hard. So this goes back to that same point of being your authentic self. If you can figure out a way to be who Milton is, like authentically, that's fine. But here's the thing with these actors and these people who get, get super political. It's like, it's not that we don't care about your opinion. Your opinion sucks balls. And not only does it suck balls, <laughs> it's in line with every other fucking cliche that's perpetuating itself across Hollywood or whatever the norm is anyway. Because you work. have a contrarian work, opinion, yeah. a, uh, an opinion that is nuanced, that actually offers value. I don't give a fuck about hearing about jujitsu dummies. If you come in and you, you elucidate me in, uh, for, into something that's about food because you're passionate about food, or I don't even drink, you might be into whiskey. You might be able to tell me about some Japanese whiskey. And I'm like, that's fucking dope. But if that's truly mm -hmm. a part of who you are and it's and it's layered, yeah, I'm in. I'm all in. Yeah. It's just these actors and these other people. They they take these homogenous talking points and they try to fucking force it down your mouth. Like you don't realize your shit is canned, man. It's yeah. canned. So, so I get what you're saying. I'm I'm moving soon, and I'll have to. I think I'm my my voting district will move, and whenever you do your card, you can declare like Republican, you know, Democrat, Republican, or Independent. And I'm and I'm gonna and I and I'm pretty much if I can do it on the car if I can do it when I change, I'm gonna change it to independent. I actually because, did no affiliation. Yeah, I did. I'm Is not it, affiliated yeah, with any do, of these. Okay. I, yeah. So because I'm in a place where I'm in, I I I have I've never said this out loud. I don't think, or I, maybe I said this, but not on the show. I'm in my Chris Rock phase, right? <laughs> At my age, right? You're gonna change. Your politics yeah. are gonna change as you get older. And what oh, yeah. you thought was like liberal, liber, liberal becomes a little bit more conservative, right? I'm in right. my Chris Rock phase where I say I'm liberal on some things and I'm conservative on some things. You remember, especially he says, you know, um, you know, I'm liberal on prostitution or something. He says, right? You know, like you know, like Savage. I'm liberal on that, right? And I'm yeah. conservative on this. So like that's where I am. Where I get, I start to roll my eyes at. I I I, I hate absolutes right i hate anything in absolutes yeah. like Same. when yeah. somebody goes that's never this or you could never do like first of all it's like challenge accepted right and i'll you know right right um, right but the right you know again with politics the right and left i don't believe everything that they say on the left and i don't believe everything that they say on the right i'm like i'm in and, I, right and I think so. if people if most people were actually honest like they wouldn't just follow one tribe. Like every okay, we're we're in this tribe, and we absolutely believe only these things. I'm past that. Where I, you know what, I was for a long time. Like no, I'm a Democrat. I'm liberal. I'm this. I'm that. And now I'm like I'm in the middle a little bit more. And yeah. I, I just I, I don't like the absolutes of you've. It's got to be only this. And you know, when I see someone Milton that was that's 50, 60 years old, and they haven't changed their political beliefs ever they have never evolved that I, yeah. I i know all i need to know about you like you have yeah. not been through any like you're telling me that you're not capable pandemic. of change you're not capable of change or at least you're not exactly. going to admit that you're oh, you're I, not I, I don't i think those people they, it does yeah. change but i think like I, I'll, I'll say it for myself i think there have been times in my life where i've defended a position that i didn't necessarily really really truly believe in because you have to hold like the party line and I, again i'm not a yeah. political guy but when you're Me in either. a conversation with somebody like you're like well you know you're trying to convince them of why this thing is kind of right but maybe you don't really believe it wholeheartedly or you're not in a hundred percent again that's what i just don't like absolutes there's a middle there's a middle ground here there's a middle where 
those of us who like I think have a half a brain will go, well, no, I get your point. And I'm I'm somebody that again maybe this has changed as I've gotten older. Like I'll listen to your side. No, I may won't. not agree with it. <laughs> well, Bo, Bo's over here making faces because Bo is. Well, no, no, I want to say Bo. something. I do want to say go ahead, something. I'm going to let important. you get. So, I for the longest time, this goes back 20 years. I've been saying this. I've been struggling to to one line the concept of what is it to be American, and I got yeah. it. You're liberal in lifestyle, conservative in politics, because that conservation of the Constitution is what gives you the 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 life, the liberal life. That you can choose whatever life you want to be, live and let live, right? So, yes. liberal in lifestyle, conservative in politics. You put those together, you got American. And really, I, I that's exactly can argue what the other, you said. I think somebody can kind of argue the other side. Well, I live a conservative life, so what? That, well, then no, I'm not no, American, but that's right? your you know? choice, right? That's where the again, liberal, that, li- listen, that, listen, that, listen, that listen. in and of itself is, if you concept. said that, and that has, that's everybody, right? That's no, again, no, no, now that's an absolute. If you're, if you're this and you're this, then you're American. What if somebody's super conservative listen, in their lifestyle? Liberal means you get to choose whatever lifestyle you want. So if you mm-hmm. want conservative, you can be. You want liberal. In any way of liberal, liberal doesn't mean anything but free. So when you look on the world stage, America is the only liberal country in the world. I think I remember why I don't talk about politics on the show. <laughs> hey, but I'm telling you, some of these can get really juicy. You get, you yeah, get, no, you get some I, good tech again, listen, he's focused right now. <laughs> we, we, no, no, no. I mean, I, I, no, I, I mean, get yeah. it. Oh, no, no, no. I, I mean, again, I get, again, I, I get it. I, 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 I as I'm. You know, again, maybe it's because I just turned 50 and like a lot of things are changing in my life. I've consciously said, you know, maybe I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Maybe like I've held back from giving my true opinion when somebody says something on the show and the world, at least the people that I've that I'm involved with on the show and in jujitsu, nobody has nobody that I know has liberal views like I do or like is left is right uh, is You'll left leaning are super no I I think we've had conversations like most of my closest friends we do not have the same political views at all we're not even closely aligned like I would say I'm in the middle and they're like super right I yeah. I feel like at least I've encountered you can tell me if I'm wrong like in the in the jiu-jitsu and MMA world like it definitely leans more conservative. It leans right, yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it does. It does lean right. I think uh, it it ha- it has a masculine component to it, and I think things, especially for me, out it, it was the whole pandemic, man. I'm yeah. from a liberal, obviously a liberal state, and then that pandemic hit, and I had to actually go to these uh, these Democratic offices, like the mayor of Mount Vernon, and I had to sit with them, and they patronized me, and they laughed in my face oh, about the man. gym not being open. They went, they're like, oh. We're going to have to see what happens. Like the shit they put us through. Yeah. And then when I saw this. What did you do? You went to meetings? You went to like town halls or something? Or you went yeah, to, I went to yeah. town halls. I had personal meetings with the mayor. And uh, they were trying. They would come to the, the school and look at the piping to try to shut us down. Yeah. Like they were so fucking disgusting. And and then now when I see what's happening on, on the other front with the whole, you know, I won't, I won't get into that. Get into the it. Kids and shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just no. I agree me, with him. I agree it, with him. It, it, it fundamentally changed the way that I see the world. Yeah, it changed the way that I see the world, the way that I relate to politics. But guess what? Here's the golden thread. Because I, I, without saying that, okay, I, I've become, I've, I've moved from way far left. I'm, my family's progressive to somewhere in the middle too, right? Somewhere in the middle, I'm objective. Okay. Like I'm not a Trump fan. I was fucking around, but yeah. like you know, you, everyone hates yeah. Trump, right? All the liberals hate him. Yeah. Let's go Trump. Because fuck yeah. you guys. Yeah. So I'm right there in the middle. But for me, I realized 
I got to live for myself, motherfucker. I got to get up and do my own thing. Yes. I'm not going to let Fauci or 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 DeSantis or whoever wins the the fucking the fucking next presidency dictate how I live my life. And then I can already hear the counter arguments. But Steve, it's going to affect your kid's life, but it's going to affect your social security. Bitch, you think that I'm worrying about my social security? I'm I'm getting it now. Yeah. I'm getting it now. That, that's so, true liberalism. Yeah. Take, that's so, true take, liberalism. Take, Classical liberalism. Maybe I'm a classical liberal, but I'm taking back my autonomy. Fuck all that nonsense. So, you know? so this is I, I maybe uh, uh, so that people understand where I am. I'm watching the. Did you watch the last UFC? Yeah. Did you watch the last event? Who walks out? Dana Trump. White walks out with Trump. He walks out. Wild. He walks out, and I'm like this. As the crowd is going wild, I'm like, ah, this fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's say. I am zero percent of me is a Trump fan, but let me let me add this. No, that's fine. Yeah, he's unlikable. The met, uh, you know, the messenger. There are a lot of good things that he may have done, and look, I had a little bit more money in my in my check when I was working <laughs> for somebody else. When he, you know, when he cut taxes, right? But it's the fucking messenger, man. I know. You could have somebody that's a little bit more well spoken saying the same or spouting the same uh, you know, policies. Yeah. yeah. And me go, oh, you know, I mean, go back. I remember Ronald Reagan, like, like he was a great, he, he was a great deliverer of me the messages. I don't know yeah. what I say. He was, right? he was an he actor, by the way. Yeah, he, deliver yeah right. he delivered a great message. Trump's and then you have somebody man. with Trump, like Trump saying, like, you try to deliver the message and then he steps all over it by shitting all over what he says or shitting all over somebody, you know? So like it's, it's the messenger. So you, you mentioned DeSantis. I'm in Florida, you know, same thing like businesses were open and there were certain things that DeSantis did that were like, Hey, it was good for business. You know, I, I had blown out my knee, so I wasn't training anyway for most of the, or at least maybe the first nine months of the pandemic. So I did go back and like, you know, we were able to train and that was good. And my, you know, businesses didn't go under and, uh, or you know, it, it, businesses did not shutter in Florida like they did in a lot of other places, especially yeah, in, the, in, in the in the fitness community. I, I can't tell you, at least down here, I can't tell you a gym that closed because of the pandemic that I know of. Not that that didn't happen that I know of in my world and in talking to people like this. Uh, you know, people moved around and and maybe even like some people like I went and opened my own gym so I could do it my way. Um, but it's the messenger, and you know, DeSantis is a better messenger. But he's still not the best messenger. He's still, <laughs> he's still, I mean, if you're down here and you watch him and you hear him, I mean, sometimes it's just like, look, I'm a brown man living in America. I am a brown man. I'm not black. I'm not white. I'm Puerto Rican. I am a brown man. And for a Nobody's big part of my black. life, especially in New York, <laughs> I lived on Long Island. People didn't let you forget that. People, it, it mm. was like always a thing. Like, let it that's go, the though. Puerto Rican guy. Then you, you can't. Yeah. You can. That's easy, more you easily said than done. You can't. No, that's bullshit. You do, dude. That's, that's bullshit. You can't just let go. That's who I am. You can't tell. You can't. No, that's you who I let am. Shit go. Everybody. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, but that, that's different. When you're on, if you're out in public, like if you're in a room of white people, they're making. They'll make the. I've been in the room. They make the Polish jokes, the black jokes, to this, and they feel like they could say. Especially at, in Long Island at that time. Yeah, so, yeah but at, that's, at, in that's the seventies, eighties, and nineties when I grew up. Brutal. It was. You know, like uh, I'll tell you, Ball one busted. of my good friends recent, like a couple years ago, said uh, there's a place called Center Reach, yeah, and he goes, he goes, uh, he's like, yeah, that they call that Center Rico now, right, right, yeah, like okay, so now he knows me, he knows that I don't like that kind, like that kind of talk, Center like, Rico. but it's just, 
if you're comfortable saying that in front of me, what are you comfortable saying not in front of me? So anyway, so fast forward. Right. Like, there, I'm a brown man living in this country. So certain things you have to know, like it's like knowing your audience. Like you have to be careful what you say. <laughs> I, again, you could you could say what you say what you want, say what you mean, but you have to understand the way that you're delivering the message. You're not delivering the message to people who've had the same life as you. In Florida, you know, it's Cubans, it's Puerto Ricans. I mean, you know, what do they say? Like West Palm Beach down or Boca Raton down. It's like the further south you go in Florida, it's like the further north you're going in the country because it's like New York. It's like such a mix of like a New York City kind of feel, right? There's just so yeah. many people. So anyway, yeah. so, you know, again, it's the deliver of the message. I'm, I look, I, I, I can't see as, I can't see Biden getting reelected. I, but I'm like, okay, if I had to choose, who would I want out of that Republican stable that, that's coming out? Who do I want that I feel is a good messenger? Who's going to not make us look like idiots? Who's not going to say something like, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and they'd still love me? Like, you just basically what you said was, <laughs> those people are such fucking idiots that I could kill somebody and they're still going to follow me because that's how I heard it. Right? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, so no, again, I, you know, that's probably the most I've ever talked about politics on this show. But four, four but, agreements. I'll say yeah. this. Four Here's the thing, and we can, we can, mm, we can slide that over to, to, uh, to branding and how it relates to branding because that's all this is. Politics yeah. is just like a, a sort of formalized version of, of branding for, you know, the, on yeah, the world yeah. stage. But the interesting thing for me is I realize this that polarization is what actually gets attention. Mm -hmm. So I'll shoot this person on Fifth Avenue and yada, yada, or I say something that's maybe racially insensitive if I'm a white man. It's like it'll get the headlines. Maybe it is really who I am. It probably is. But it's enough for me to create that little bit of that rub to get the attention. Yeah. And the same thing with what we do here. We're going to have discussions. We've already done it, especially uh, for, for intolerant people on either side. They're going to hear something I said, something you said, and they're going to go, well, fuck this podcast. They're yeah. going to turn it off and yeah. they're going to they're run around. You know, they're yeah. going to run off. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, yeah. because that's what we want. Because we, Milton's authentic self and my authentic self is exactly who I want to broadcast. Okay, you want to have those people. You want those people as your listeners. You want people that are. Fine. That, that I want. Are, I want like my mine. tribe. And if you maybe most of the people yeah. are going to watch because they don't like my opinion, even better. So yeah. uh, polarization, if done correctly, not racially speaking, but polarization on some level is really good. Ideological. For and Ideological. Let, let Ideological. me say this too. Uh, yeah. Uh, let, let me say this about about the kind of like the, pol the polarization. I, I think this will make sense. So when I was little, I used to go to Puerto Rico just about every year. My Spanish is still horrible, but. I used to go to Puerto Rico just as long as I can remember, probably till it was in my teens. Like we just went every year. It was just like we went to, we went down one like Christmas and then my family came up like for the summer or vice versa. Right. And I would go to Puerto Rico and like, I'm Puerto Rican. My mom's light skin. My dad's a little bit dark. I'm, I'm darker than even my dad now. Um, I would go to Florida and there were like blonde haired, blue eyed Puerto Rican women, you know, people, just people. Let's not, you know, who knows what their background is? A lot, a lot of yeah. Germans in South America. A lot of German. My mom's like grandmother was know. German, yeah. right? Like she was like a, I believe a German background. When I met my my great grandmother, I sat down with this woman. She was white with blue eyes, like this old lady. She could like she wasn't even like she couldn't even speak. She was like so old in a home, you know. So I would go to Puerto Rico and I would see these like blonde hair, blue eyed women and and men and. And black people, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is all this is all Puerto Rico. It's just like here. It's all of this." But when I was in New York, like I was what mostly like most Puerto Ricans look like me, or at, at least most Puerto Ricans, you'd be like, "Oh, that guy's Puerto Rican." Really, right. it was Dominicans and Puerto Ricans on Long Island, and everybody was Puerto Rican, right? Like they just called you Puerto Rican. So, right. like, 
that's all I even saw were like people that looked like me. And then I'd go there and I'd be like, oh my God, it's, they just speak Spanish, but there's look at this whole rainbow of people. Like it's so different. Well, let me ask you, so are, when all, you are all white people the same then? What's because that? everybody absolutely. Refers, so wait, I was everybody. going somewhere. I was going some. I was going to go somewhere with that. I was going to go somewhere with that. I've heard some of the most racist stuff from like my grandmother. Like my sister was dating like a a, a Domin- like a dark skinned Dominican guy when she was a oh, teenager, yeah. and she would say she she was she was visiting in New York and she met him and like they went off and she was just like. She fucking had a shit fit and told my mom, I can't believe you're letting her date him. (laughs) Like, they were super racist. So it's like the same everywhere. It's like the the same everywhere, even within those individual communities. So, like, you know, when you're talking about polarizations, everything is polarized. There it's polarized. Like... He, yep. New York polarized was polarized. It's polarized in the country. Like, but but I think you're right. It's like uh, actually I think I heard something just on on the news just recently. I don't watch a lot of news anymore, but I was watching something and somebody says right the it, it, it we have to be polarized for them to make money basically right for us to yeah. to, to grab the eyeballs. Oh, yeah, yeah. It has yep, yep. to be polarized right. You You've yep. got to yep. have each side. Fight. Maybe it wasn't the news. Maybe it was just something on social media. But right, you have to have both sides arguing. Yep. In order for it to be, to 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 draw eyeballs, right? Because what are we gonna watch? Are we gonna watch the little baby shaking a rattle and playing with its mommy, or are we gonna show? We're gonna watch the train hitting the parked car on the tracks, right? Like if you put both of those things out, you're gonna most people are gonna want to see the freaking the train, literally, right? Where we call it, yeah. Like you can't look away from the train wreck, or that person's a-, a train wreck, right? A- ancient polit ancient politicians learned they figured this out, obviously. <laughs> ancient they figured it out back in the day that if you create a bifurcation and you play to the human psychology of right or wrong left or right black or white you can you can create this this disconnect and then you can obviously you can sway people and it works incredibly well so you you see that you see that you see that everywhere it, it's just incredible but the yeah, point on the point, point man they, on point <laughs> they, they're, they're playing on our our own internal faculties so it takes us it takes for us to have that internal fortitude the self-awareness to go, oh, they're fucking me right now. Discernment. Okay. Yeah. Discernment. Discernment. I'm yes. not going to let them fuck me. I'm not going to let them run run a train on yeah. my mind. I'm going to be a self, a grand. I'm going to be a fucking yeah. man, and I'm going to stand up for my shit. I'm going to, you know, but people don't want to do that. They get on Twitter, and they just yeah. go with the flow. You know, They're living, like, they're living I, autonomously. Through the pandemic, I probably, like, I've worked out of my house. I've been in Florida for 25 years, and probably half that time, I've worked out of the house, either on my own business or uh, during the pandemic working remotely for somebody else. Like I've either worked for somebody or, or had my own business or even worked for somebody and had a side a side business going. And I watched a lot. I would just leave. It would be like half the day music and half the day the news. And see, it was almost it was almost always CNN. That, I mean, throughout my whole 25 years here. And, you know, it slowly but surely just got like, worse and worse and like watching like i to this day like i'll watch the news a little bit i'll have a coffee in the morning i always tell my wife i gotta i want to watch the news i just want to make sure the world's not ending and then i'm just gonna i'm gonna turn it off i put music on i put on stuff that i like because if you want it could be fucking depressing watching the news all day and it's not like i'm not i don't care for okay there's wildfires here and people are becoming homeless or right now it's the heat index and like you know people are dying because it's freaking it's gonna be 117 degrees in arizona you know it's not that i don't care about that stuff it's that all the other stuff that they they put in between all of those stories 
is all so fucking depressing. And, it's meant to be that and, way. And again, like, you know, and having, I, I tell people, if you, you know, if, when, when people really start arguing about politics, I say, like, what really, go back and like every time somebody was elected, what really changed in your day to day if you didn't pay attention to it? Right. You know, I say like, like, like I had a little bit more money when Trump, when Trump cut taxes, I had a little bit more money that, that directly affected me. But I got Obamacare. I, I had Obamacare for a couple of years. I like I I was on my business on my own, and I and I went through the the the, the marketplace, and I got so like they were they were like I mean that's those are significant things, but like my day to day wasn't like okay what's Trump up to today or like I didn't have to hear Obama tweet or a Trump tweet like it it, it wasn't necessary for me to live a happy life. I it's could be aware of what's component. going on. What's that? It's the obsessive component. Yeah. It's this nonstop. Wash of the same fucking rhetoric over yeah. and over. It we know what they're doing. Super depressed. I started to just turn it off, and now I just I barely I watch the news one time. I wake up in the morning. I put the TV on. Um, I actually I've been watching uh, like the CNN has an app on my on like the Samsung TV. I actually usually put that, but there's three right next to each other in the channels. It's uh it's CBS, Fox, and ABC. And the fox that's there is totally news. It's not opinion. There are no when I at least watch it. In the, there's no opinion news. It is news. So you, I'm like I was always be like I'm never gonna watch Fox. It's all opinion, and it's so again, so right or it's you know so to the right, and you know yeah. And no, they, they're they, at, oh wow, they're actually though, showing yeah. stories, and it's not their opinion. They're yeah. just talking about this is what's going on in the world, and I've. On these apps, I found that CBS they they maybe kind of you can see that they they right, lean right. Uh, lean left a little bit, but like the other ones, it's like again with Fox, I I find myself leaving that one on because it's not the Fox News, it's this Fox News app, and the news is just the news, so it's like bearable. Yeah, you might hear a bad story here and there, but they do like you know like cooking with this guy and this chef over here yeah, and this guy journalism. like they're straight putting journalism. and they're putting like good yeah. stories in yeah. with with even if it's bad but they're yeah. not giving their opinion and i guess like that's part of what bothers me with some of the news organ like i'm hearing their opinion but their opinion isn't the news that's your that's an opinion that's like a talk show that would be like this is Oprah, my take. right i'm a broken record milton this is my take and, I, and this is for anyone who might have a similar disposition to I, to me who gives a fuck <laughs> who who gives a fuck? I still have to pay right. my mortgage. Right. I don't yeah. give right, a fuck. Right, right. Yeah. So and here's the thing. If you do a little bit of research on marketing, you'll you'll learn about a guy named Edward Bernays. He realized early on that he wanted to these companies wanted to figure out how to get females to smoke cigarettes. And obviously it was a very masculine thing. So what he did is he figured he'd get all these beautiful women to stand on the side during a parade, dress scantily clad, and smoke cigarettes and have paid photographers come out and take photos. They publish that into the newspapers. They realize that people will go wherever the interest or the energy is uh, disseminated. So in yeah. other words, if I put this up in an image and say, this is now true, it makes you more feminine to smoke. It was all constructed. It wasn't yeah. real. Women started smoking the next day and it became a normal thing. Thanks to Edward Bernays. And he did this. He's a pretty malevolent guy when you think about what he's done. But this is now a part of the news structure and every bit of information that gets sent out across the internet. Yeah, as soon as CNN made that switch in the 90s from yeah. new, I think it was the 90s, 92, 93, I saw a documentary on it. They made a switch from news news to this weird sensationalized and Fox, forget about it. Opinion, but they made yeah, the yeah. sensationalized jump. It's just like, guys, you don't see what's happening? Yeah. What are you doing? Worry about yourself. You know, the example, that the, a similar example that I use is um, 
wedding ring, engagement rings. Mm. That wasn't oh, right, right, always with women a thing, right? Yeah, like it was, but it wasn't. That wasn't always a thing. That was mm. constructed by the diamond industry. Like you should propose and put this ring on her finger, right? That's not like in the Bible. That's not something that goes back hundreds of years. That's like I believe like early 1900s newspaper oh, wow. print, right? That wasn't a thing. Like if you think of like a a a a, a, a a movie that maybe you've watched, like a period piece. Like when somebody, a, a man proposed to a woman that wasn't like, and let me put this ring on her finger, right? That was, that's like a, a ninth, what was that? What would that be? A 20th century concept, right? The 1900s, right? 20th century. Right. That'd be like a 20th century 20th concept. Century. I, I, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but right, like that's my example think of it's like older, what you said. It's, it, that's it's the modified. Thing. It's an older concept, yeah. but it's a modified thing. But for, the diamond ring, like Santa the Claus. diamond ring, maybe not an engagement ring, but the diamond ring was, that was whole, that was constructed by the diamond industry. Santa Claus, like you bro. should be doing this, you know, so. Santa Claus yeah. went from St. Nick to the Macy's version of Santa yeah, Claus, yeah, which yeah, was like the marketed gifts, version. Yeah. Yes. I mean, most of that, even the freaking Bible is ha- half of it is, is marketing yeah. as opposed to truth. It's so Bernays, Actually, malevolent or not, what he did great was to expose this aspect of human psychology that people can be so so sheepy sometimes. If they're not careful with their psychology and guard their minds, they become sheep of ideas. And if, if you just feed the idea with some boobies or <laughs> some candy or some sugar. Boobies work very well. Right? Yes. Yep. Right? So, uh, boom, you, you attract people and they just kind of flock to it like flies to poop. So You know, it's funny. Yeah. When I talk to clients about social media, like we, we handle social media, like we'll do postings for, for clients and we have a program that we do. And we'll tell, I'll tell them, I'll say, look, like we're doing it for this reason. We're using like the social media. You're a business. We're using the address like every social media site with the exception of threads right now, like you can put, create a business account and have an address, right? Have your, you know, your physical address on it. And now it becomes a directory and Google picks it up like that. Right. But I Mm. tell them, I'm like, unless you're showing TNA, unless you're going to like, what, (laughs) like, is like, unless you're like showing, like, you know, like these chiropractors that do like the back, like the cracking the back videos with the little mic on the back. Like, they found this way of create making their practice bigger or using social media to make their practice bigger. Said unless you're ready to do something like that, or there's something so interesting, or you're gonna show a picture of a dentist, like you're gonna put a boot on somebody's face and pull pull somebody's tooth out and make it like entertaining. This is <laughs> we're using social media for its the value of its direct like the directory aspect of that. Now you yeah. have an Instagram. It has your address. So now there's yeah. another directory with your with your address on it. It helps move your Google business profile. Up. Right? That's how we use it. But I have those conversations all the time where I say, you know, like if you're looking to build your following, like it's not going to build just from us putting out like the dent, the services that you offer. Like it's just not going to move unless you're doing paid ads or unless you're showing like, you know, it's got to be something really spectacular. And most companies or businesses, especially the ones that I deal with, small and medium sized businesses, they don't have a budget to be doing that or the time, right? So that's the issue. Social media is a lot different. Like you, you just it, it doesn't grow like that. And let, let's go back. Let's let's talk about something that's kind of okay. This is I think newsworthy, and then this is a social media thing. Talk to me about your take on Elon and Zuckerberg. This whole thing with them yeah. fight. Like this is like again. Like this is like this. Talk about like opposite sides of the spectrum, right? You've got like, yeah. yeah, you got like Zuck on one side, which I think I think most people would say like super lefty liberal. And then you've got <laughs> Elon who's very verbal and using his social media pr- 
platform with really saying it, I think, a little bit more directly than maybe Zuck is. But what is your take on this whole thing as somebody that understands fighting and jiu-jitsu on top of it, besides the politics or like this uh, and the news of it? Talk to me about <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. Well, give me your thoughts. Yeah, so if we, we don't want to get into the fact that I brought, I believe that this might be some weird psyop that's going on. But, uh, we'll, we'll get... <laughs> I agree. Who is yeah, dis- telling me? Uh, like people call Zuckerberg a CIA agent. Was that you, Bo, that said that last time we were here? The, the, the CEO of Anheuser-Busch actually was a CIA agent for five years. Clandestine ops. Yep. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. Let's toss it to – go ahead, Stephen. Go ahead. I didn't mean to Well, for me, for me personally, I'm not a huge Zuck fan. Uh, just the way that he handled our information on Facebook. He's had so many flubs with that. It's a little creepy. Uh, and now he's doing jujitsu and he's like, he's, he's like hanging out without a Sonya and like on boats all weird and shit. Like what the fuck is going on? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care for the guy. He's weird to me. Pretty sure he's a lizard, but, uh, Elon, Elon, Elon Musk though. Uh, Elon, I got to rock with Elon because Elon, I'll tell you why. Cause Elon is obviously in the Danahar squad, George St. Pierre. These are my mentors. Yeah. All right. So I'm rocking with Elon thoroughly. Now, what I will also say is who do I think is going to win the fight though? Yeah. Elon. Zuck's going to beat that ass. You yeah. think? I'm going to tell you why. Zuck is shredded right now. I saw him with his uh, shirt off. He's dented up. Uh, he's he's diced. And not only that, he's competing. Uh, Musk, no offense, Musk, you're looking fat. You're all out of be. shape. You don't look conditioned. You probably <laughs> he's way older. Drinking. You got 900 kids. Yeah, it's like everything's all <laughs> over the place. He has too many moving plates. So if it was me, if I'm voting, I'm going to put my money down, even though I probably ride. I don't probably. I definitely ride with Elon over Zuck. Zuck's gonna win. Zuck's yeah. gonna beat him. I think Zuck. If the, if, but do you think that it would actually ever happen? And do you no. think it benefits anybody? Reptilians are strong. <laughs> no, it, it's complete. It's it's two billionaires playing with our attention. Like I don't yeah. give a fuck what you guys do, man. Like, let's. Uh, you want to make believe you're a martial artist for a few weeks? You're bored of being a billionaire? Okay, <laughs> cool, cool. Tell me though that I don't know if it was the very first response, but Zuckerberg's response. Do you know? Do you know what the, like his well, response no, was? Said. No, no. Uh, basically, like this, like Elon said something, or maybe started training. He said something about fighting, and what Zuck sent send location. Yes, yeah. Which yes. was which was who? Do you remember who, who did that? Elon. No, Elon. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. Khabib no. uh, had said yeah. that to Connor, right? Connor yeah. was talking all that shit online, and. Yeah. Like in, in what would location. be broken English, I guess, or like send location, yeah, you know, send location. Send location. Yeah. <laughs> so mean, yeah. the fact I I would ride with Zuck, not because of the politics of it, not because of who he's training with, because I have so in my mind, unless somebody, you know, maybe somebody told him to say that the fact that he knew that and what that meant. And the fact like you see him at the UFCs now, like I did that one closed yeah. session at the Apex, I guess, for him. I think there there's something behind that though. I think they're developing so like the AI. Well, they, I think they're doing. Okay. They were trying and to develop like some AI or okay. some um, what virtual reality stuff to maybe to watch right. fights like they've been doing with That's the. Cool. I think maybe cool. they did that close thing to be able to do something to kind of test or <coughs> work on something that they haven't told us about yet, but. The fact that he said that and he knew what that meant, if he really truly did, that's why I would ride with him because I feel like he is a he's a fan. He's training. He's not just training in one discipline. He's you know, he's throwing hands, he's doing jujitsu, he's got he's in good shape. Like you said, he's competing. Hats off to and imagine, okay, imagine showing up at a competition, you're Mark Zuckerberg, and you know pretty much half the population hates you. 
you again, we know in the jujitsu world, people lean a little, just happen to lean a little bit more conservative, right? You know, where like, you know, there's a lot of gun nuts and cops and military, right? You just, you know, it yeah. just leans a little yeah. bit one more one way to show up and to get on the mat and for people to be like, you really put yourself out there because if you fucking shit the bed, the internet's yeah. never going to let you yeah. fucking live that down. And that's why I don't think they'll ever fight. Because from a PR perspective, this is, it's like, it's somebody loses tremendously. <laughs> like yeah. you're going to lose, like yeah. you're going to lose like market share, market cap. Your stock is going to go down. Like, yeah, you can't do it. Like, you can't. It, you you could you 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 would lose. It's a PR person's. It's a nightmare scenario because if you lose, you are now the joke of the unit. And then how you lose? Imagine Zuckerberg holding Elon, and Elon's getting choked out, and they're spit drooling down. Like that's gonna live forever. It's a PR a fucking person's. Not, it's a nightmare, and it would be it. it. They would be stupid to do it. Yo, mid journey, you know? mid journey, that image. <laughs> What's that? Of Zuck, of Zuck yeah. choking Elon out and he's yeah. got drool coming. How many times it like you know people want to fight like Rogan or uh, yeah. who's uh, who's Blade? Uh, what was his name? Uh, yeah, Wesley Snipes. Gonna, that was Wesley really Snipes, right? Like crazy. they were. It's a loose, you know. It's especially if one person's just better and training more. It's a lose for the other person because you're walking into a situation where you know you're going to lose. This isn't a like, hey, you don't learn, you don't lose, you learn situation no, no, you, for like the normal guy. You, you lose, got, you lose. You lose, you lose. You lose a lot of face. You lose fucking followers, money. Again, if you own a company, like people might, like this situation, people might be like, fuck it, I'm going over the threads if Elon loses. Like, yeah, I'm really going to, fuck yeah. Twitter, right? Like that could happen. Even if they like Elon, it's like no one wants to be associated with a loser. You're it's gonna, just human nature. Yeah. So I, I, I understand that. But for me, it's like, I see two guys that have a boatload of money. They obviously have really high intellects. They were able to navigate their way financially through creating problem solving for millions, billions of people. That's awesome. But like, I'm not going to entertain your little like, all right, I, I, I'm going to seem like a fucking contrarian on this podcast, but like, you want to, you, you're playing with new toys. I've been doing this my whole life, bro. Yeah. Like to me, I'm not, I'm not, I've been sacrificing my body my whole life. I'm not going to sit here and watch you guys fucking what you about know, in five, like in five years? You know what it takes. Like five years now, you're a purple belt. Oh you know, no! Like you paid your okay, dues. Yeah. Absolutely. The guy, now you'd be the like, wait a, a minute, belt. this guy's. You know, you start seeing some cauliflower. You're gonna be like, all right, this guy's seen some Here's shit. Here's the now, thing right? with Zuckerberg that no one's talking about, dude. He's rolling with paid people. Yeah. No one's going with him. He's in a closed environment. Why are we sucking this guy off? He's he's rolling around and people aren't choking him and he's like ending up on top and everyone's laughing. It's like that's not how you get well, better. Well, we know when we look at that, like they're letting him advance. They're letting him be like, I'm here to kind of like maybe I'm not going to let you choke me out. Like I'll let you I also advance. heard rumors. I also heard rumors that like he made a stink at the tournament over like. He, I didn't get a point. He like, and, and, really? and regular people make this whole thing too. Regular individuals complain about points that aren't awarded properly and all that. But he threw like a little bit of a hissy fit. So it's like, yeah. My whole thing is this. I think it's cool. Kudos to you. It takes balls to be a billionaire with that kind of a, attention on you. It must have been a pressure cooker to go out there and compete. I'm not minimizing that. What I'm saying is, you're a bill. You you already won life. Why are we? Like, yeah. <laughs> my, my attention span for it is so minimal. I, I'm I, if, if, I don't... I, I'm going to say I respect the fact, I respect anybody that tries to get out there. Let's see oh, how yeah. long they go. I think exactly. Zuckerberg, he's younger. He has the ability to, to stay longer. You know what? You know, so to get older, you just talked about being hurt. You know, I'm 50. I'm like, I wake up in the morning and it's just like, okay, 
start to roll over. Okay, what's going to hurt this morning? Like I wake yeah. up, I have a cup of coffee. I said a cup of coffee, the news, and I'm massage gunning my whole body. And I don't do yeah. it with the nice little round piece anymore. I do it with the fucking trying that spike piece oh, to fucking shit. get into places. Like yeah. I do my whole body while I'm watching, having that coffee. Then I sit down for some breakfast and get started on work because everything fucking hurts. So I know like Elon to start now. Hey, jujitsu is for everyone, but it's really difficult to have longevity when you start so late. What if? It is. And then you've got Zuck, who's like younger, and again, he's competing. Look at the shape that he's in. What if this is know? a secret industry kind of thing going on where, like, the Gracies and, and the big hitters in jujitsu are working with Elon and Zuck to promote jujitsu <laughs> through this whole thing? You know, and be I, one, <laughs> to, they'll never actually I, fight. I love the fact that the thing that I love. The thing that that's I do true. almost every that's, day is at the center of all this. I, I, that's a I really love good it. Point I'm like, I, I there's this a little bit. this spotlight that's on it, and it's not just like it's like people keep on talking about they're going to get in the cage. Like nobody's saying like, oh, they're going to do a jujitsu match. But we know kind of like in our world, but like it's, it's the base of, of it, you know <laughs> they're going to roll around. Yeah, yeah. they're they're going to wind up rolling around. They're going to wind up in a jujitsu situation. So we know like as jujitsu practitioners, like oh, this is fucking awesome. Look at the yeah. the light that they're they're shining on this. It's going to be funnier and, than. Mayweather and McGregor, though. <laughs> oh, I mean, that was that was just fucking crazy. This is yeah. This is if they fought now, you know, we've all seen those fights of two people that are completely like don't belong Three in the times, ring. Yeah, you know, and you yeah. go to your fucking, uh, you know, you just, like Joe all Schmoller. all technique goes out the window, and then you know you just start fucking like you know throwing punches to survive. So American. I saw belly. Elon put a tweet out. To Elon put a tweet out where he went. Um, he said, "Well, I did a little bit of judo." I did a little bit of whatever, and then he said in some street fight defense, I was like, "Get the yeah. fuck out of here!" I, like, I love. I, I got a side. I got to jump over the Zuck side after that tweet. That was a painful tweet. We all though, and no offense, Bo. Like we've like everyone. We, we know when somebody comes to us. I if I went to you and I was just like you, you're an uh, truly an MMA guy. You you've done boxing. I did a little bit of Muay Thai for a couple of years when I first started jiu-jitsu. We had a Muay Thai class, and then we did like some, you know, uh, MMA class, they really called it, right? You're doing your, your throwing hands, takedowns, and you your jiu-jitsu. So, like, when somebody comes into the gym or something and it's like, oh, what have you done? Like, everybody's done some karate when they were a little kid. Everybody's done some taekwondo. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> when they tell me that there's this little thing, and even if we don't show it on our face, and in, in our, our mind is smiling. Our mind's going, oh, my God, I'm about to fuck this guy up so bad. And yeah. really, yeah. let's see what he thinks when he's done here. Um, there, there's that thing that, or somebody that says, oh, I had a lot of street fights. Or I see red. Like, those are all oh, little things. Oh, I see red <laughs> meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are all things that we go, yeah, get on the mat. Let's let's get yeah. you on the mat. And unless you, pra unless you practice how to fight, even if you fought at some point in your life, if you don't practice it, it's a, it's a skill. It's a skill that you can lose. It's a you skill that you have to refine again, that yeah. you have to, you know, you've got to dust off those gloves and put them back on to kind of get that feel again. Because if you're somebody who trained for 25 <laughs> years and then stopped for 25 years, and then, you know, you're fighting somebody who's just been training for five, that guy's going to give you a hard time. He's exactly. actively training. His, um, <laughs> his, you know, the, that, that like we call like invisible jujitsu or the muscle memory, right, is really what invisible jujitsu really is. It's the muscle memory. Like it's just happening without you really realizing it sometimes when you're rolling around. Autopilot. Like, oh, your, yeah. your body goes, oh, I know where I am and I'm rolling and you're pushing. Listen, um, I, yeah. I can just look at Elon, brother. I look at him. You're built like a bag of milk. Like he's done. <laughs> 
We're done. A bag of milk? <laughs> I've never heard tits. anybody say that before. I like that, though. <laughs> he got tits. He looks horrible. Yeah. It's like, you Let's give him some time. You have, uh, looks like he Rogan had the will, kids. Rogan will get him on some TRT. <laughs> there Rogan we go. Yeah, on, yeah, Rogan will get him on some TRTs. and be like, listen, if you're really going to get in there with Zuck, we need to do this. He does then, look strong, though. He's big. He's a big dude. He's big. He's big. He's a big dude. He looks strong. He's a big dude. Imagine if he trimmed down, I'd give him. How old is he? Is he in his 50s? I don't know. 50s, right? Yeah. He's like a flabby right. bull. I got a couple of questions, listener questions for you, and then we'll let you go. Yeah. We're, run, we're running long, so I don't want to keep you forever. So we had uh, Michael Alvarez, 22, on Instagram says, high reps or heavyweights in the gym and why? High rep? I'm sorry, one more time. Yeah, he's though. talking about lifting. He says, high reps or heavyweight in the gym and why? Well, what I do you don't, I don't say I don't say this or that. I think that's a flawed way of looking at it. Everyone looks at me. If you watch me training in my comeback at 32 years old after 12 years of not competing, I, a lot of what I did was high rep stuff for a competition, and it really did. Uh, it, it it helped me tremendously. Yeah. What I do now, as I actually went down, I would always do 25 reps per uh, per exercise, per set. and I, and then I would do bands and, and the conjugate method. But now I do super heavy majority of the time. Because uh, I'm I'm after certain things. So w w if I was competing, I'd probably stick with a majority high volume situation. Uh, but if you're looking for bone density and you're getting older and you want to just stay active and stay in good shape and look good, you know, I, I tend to lean like heavy a lot of the time and then I'll dice it up once or twice a week yeah. with high rep. But this is the thing. I lift every day. I lift seven days a week. My thing is this. Don't get married to either one. The bodybuilder is going to say, do it this way. The power lifter is like, you got to do this. Absolutes, and like, right? Again, absolutes. absolutes. I hate absolutes. Back to the point. Fucking no drives absolutes. me nuts. So, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I would say the same thing just a little bit differently than you're saying it. But for me, if I want to win in the gym, I'm not competing and I'm just like in the gym. High reps, get big, get large, like smash everybody in the gym, yeah. which you shouldn't be doing anyway. But I'm saying, no. right, high reps is going to give you that. You're going to be heavier. You know, you're going to get, you might get tired. You'll be able to like stall a little bit. If you want to do, if you're going to compete, then high reps, I would say stay a little bit more lean. You'll be faster. Yes. I don't know about like, more, like the lactic acid with big muscles and stuff like that. Like You want to be lean. You want to be trim. You want to be fast. Yep. You want to carry yep. a little less weight if you have to for your frame. So uh, so that's how I would say it. So, okay. So we have another question. It says, uh, this is this obscene cuisine. That's the Instagram handle. He said, my question for Steven, what does he think will be the next big revolution? in jiu-jitsu or MMA. And by revolution, I mean things like how the rear naked chokes went from being, from pushing behind the head with the non-choking hand to hiding it behind the back, right? So we're talking about like, you know, going like yeah. this versus, you know, that putting it on right. the shoulder. Like that's a real um, subtle thing, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not asking him about subs in particular. It can be anything from takedowns, sweeps, escapes. So what do you think the next big revolution is? I think something that should be utilized that's not getting utilized is cradles. I think when you get you're getting into fights where there's no there's no you're sweating and whatnot. I think the use of cradles is a really strong tool for you to slow the pace of the match down, make your opponent less athletic and then slowly start to work your game. And I've had this discussion at length with Danahar and I don't, he's never verbalized this publicly, I don't think. But uh, I, I've been even before I got back in there with him, like I was huge into using cradles and teaching those. I have my own system for cradles that work well for MMA. OK, that's number one. Number two, slightly more sophisticated is I'm a huge fan of Oshiro X guards or uh, leg entanglements where your head is positioned behind their back for MMA. So they say leg locks don't work. Well, one is you're going for outside Ashigarami positions with your foot on the hip. Yeah, he's going to peel the heel. I'm going to smash your head in. 
But if you bring that foot across the hip, you create reaps, you turn the orientation of his upper body, it's harder for him to strike you. But we can do one better. We can create leg entanglements where a head, and we call those Oshiro positions, where my back is positioned, my head rather, is positioned towards his back. That gives me backside attacks for leg locks, but it also gives me off balances where I can play from there with my head. If you can visualize an X guard where my head's behind his heel, as opposed to in front of his foot and shin, that gives me the ability to now attack my legs, wrestle up, sweep, but not have the fucking downside of like, he might just crush my head in. Exactly right. Right. So I would say that. Oshiro oriented or rear X guard leg entanglement positions and the use of the cradle right off the top now, of my head. I, would say. I raised my hand with cradles because I've been using cradles a lot. Um, I hadn't for really a long time, but we do a, uh, we, we do a lot of uh, Z guard and, mm-hmm. um, and lockdown. And we, like my coach has a really good little system from lockdown to like a, to a, to a sweep once like letting the lockdown go and then sweeping. So it involves like, right, you got to kind of dive under. You're going you're gonna to grab a leg. Maybe you get really close. So I just started going, oh, wow, your head and your knee are really close. And doing cradles <laughs> yeah. from there. And then they wind up letting something go. And then I just put a little bit of weight on them and then push them over. And then now I'm, I'm inside control. So I'm using it a lot yeah. lately because of that. Not that I did it all the time. But I did wrestle a little bit in junior high. And I feel like even though that's like feels like such a long time ago i still use some of those little things just little little tidbits and a cradle is one of them and i've been doing and some of my training partners are like what the fuck like they don't realize what's going on because now all of a sudden they're stuck there's they're trying to like extend and you know extend their like now they can't extend the leg and keep the lockdown love it cradles are like one of my favorite i love things the cradle from, the cradle from z guard's cool because if he overextends to try to break your grip he gives you half guard yep. If he stays balled up, you backstep and pass the side control. So yeah. you got a good system going. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. So, all right, th- uh, those are the two questions that I picked. We had a couple more, but again, they usually fall into general. Uh, I don't know if we were doing this when uh, when you were with us originally, but oh, we, we weren't. We do this. Uh, we have a segment <laughs> called the drill down. <laughs> That's our super, uh, you know, <laughs> our sound effects. So we we have like some of the general questions that people. Ask. I probably had a couple. We didn't call it the drill down. I probably did this with you. So I'm just going to go down kind of like some of the most frequently asked questions. And, uh, you know, we can go a little faster through these or you can elaborate completely up to you. So preference, gi or no gi? Um, I train more no gi at this stage of my life. But I think as I get older, I, I, I trained at a time where you had to do gi to get your black belt. So mm-hmm. I'm a gi trained athlete. But uh, I've, I've kind of moved away from it as I've gotten older, but I think it's going to be a full circle situation where as okay. I get older, I'll probably train more gi and slow things down. Okay. A bit. Takedown or pull guard? Takedown. Yep. Music during rolling. Yes or no? I'm a musician. I can't yeah. pivot the fucking computer, but I got a nice Jaguar yeah. sitting right there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, no, I, I turn it off. I like to have my senses fully engaged really? in the process. Yeah. yeah from okay. Yeah. See, I... I love. I didn't expect that. We did an open mat last <laughs> night, and it was funny because he doesn't like during on the weekends. My coach will put the music on a little bit louder, like it's used because we have like a little bit instruction, but then on open mat, so it's usually like two hours, hour of drilling, and then an hour of uh, of, yeah. uh, of of oh, just an open now, mat. Now d- during my classes, I would do, I would put music on a lot of the times, okay. very yeah, low. Yeah. So it's not that I wouldn't do it for a class. It's just yeah. for me. If I'm going into a room, I have a weird perspective yeah. on the way I like to. Last night, man, weird. he threw. He was he was playing like some freaking dance music and some Brazilian like 
electronic music. I was loving it. I, I love, I love awesome. it. I love it. And I even, I've always said like, I like when I, if it's a song that I know and like, yep. I know the words, I, if I'm in an advantageous position or even just to me, I, I joke around when I'm, I always talk when I'm rolling. I'm always joking around whether I'm getting my ass beat or I'm beating somebody like I'm talking, I'm joking, I'm saying something. So I love when it's a song, especially if it's like an uncomfortable song for a, ma- a grown man to be singing to another <laughs> grown man while you're like on his back. I love those. And just like to start to sing the words. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it makes everybody uncomfortable. And honestly, like there's a little part of it when I'm talking to a role that throws people off and they lose. They're like, what, what is he saying? And then like, they're concentrating yeah. on the words and not on what where we are. WAP. And so yeah. kind of like mess with them a little W-A-P. bit. It works. You're singing WAP so, behind them? <laughs> do, do, yeah. do you, are, are you still, you, you're putting out content. Are you watching a lot of stuff? Do you watch like instructionals? Do you watch jujitsu videos? Are you looking at what other people are doing for your training? Or do you not watch other people's stuff? Or is it more I like do. research yeah. now than, than anything for your own content? It's more peripheral for me. I'll see someone's stuff if I think like usually a lot of time it's wrestling more than jujitsu, yeah. but I'll see cool stuff. Uh, I saw a Lachlan guy. I was doing something recently that I liked. Um, but yeah, I'm not like outwardly going for it. Yeah. A lot of what I'm doing is, you know, what I learned from my instructors. We go yeah. and we study the past and then we try to apply that to problems that we're maybe facing now in martial arts and just sure. reconstruct it in a way that's applicable. So okay. I have a different approach to it. But again, peripherally, I'll see stuff if I like it, I'll drill it. Do you have anybody like a like favorite people that you watch or favorite competitors that you like to watch? If they're put, I know you said before, like who's really putting out great content? Is there anybody that you would watch? Competitors, uh, competitors, or or content creators that are putting out stuff like, oh wow, I can really learn something from that person. Let's say minus without saying putting Danaher into that mix. I don't Other really. I don't. Danaher. Damn it, man. I, I don't yeah. really like, I don't yeah. see a lot of stuff that I like in the yeah. space, but I will say, what was the first part of that question? I want to give you a good answer. Well, I was going to say, do you wa- are you watching content? Do you watch jujitsu content? Do you watch MMA content for anything other than research for enjoyment or like, oh, oh wow, I, I really like that move. Let me go try that in the gym. I just don't see anything good, man, when yeah. I watch it. I don't see anything fun and exciting and novel. I see cool it, moves. Is but it is it kind of story. like an accountant doesn't want to go home and do math? You know, like <laughs> yeah, I've also been around know? for a very long time. Yeah, say that again. I'm a, I've been around for yeah. a very long time, so yeah. I'm a little jaded. Yeah, and I it's yeah. funny. I mean, you've trained with like the guy. I I don't want to say he inspired. It definitely inspired the way I guess instructionals are done now. Like when you're talking about systematizing things. I mean, yeah. that's Danaher, right? I mean, was anybody? really systematizing it, do this, no. do that, like explaining it. I do like to hear, like I know people joke with Danaher a little bit here and there, like, oh God, those Danaher videos, it's like a 12-hour instructional. Like, you know, yeah, it's cut it, you know. And a lot of it is him talking and explaining. I actually like that. I don't want to just know how to do something. I want to know why. Like when yes. you talk about breaking mechanics or like this is where the move came from. It's a way for me to digest the information and kind of catalog it a little bit better. It's like, when I listen to a song, I might hear a song and I'm just like, eh, but then I see the video and then I'm like, oh, and then somebody goes, my daughter might be like, oh, you know why she made that song? Because she was in a relationship with this guy and he blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and context that's, is important. Right, like the con- but now I remember the person, the, the, the artist, the name of the song. 
I remember the start, remember the words. I don't change it when it's on the radio because now I'm consuming it a little bit differently because I have all that context. It's the same yes. way with jujitsu moves. Like if you give me a little bit more explanation and we're talking about it a little bit longer, I can digest it. And again, my mind will catalog it differently. It's, I guess it's like the whole, like hearing something, listening, listening to something and watching something, right? You can learn better if you're, you know, like reading it, watching it and hearing somebody explain it versus just here's this book on how to do it. Right. Yeah. You, you, you have multiple senses. Right. So that, yeah. and that's the way I like to learn. So I, I you know, I, I do, I watch a lot of, a, a lot of stuff. Most of the time it's just like, I'm not really going to YouTube and like watching instructionals. I go yeah. to YouTube to watch, like maybe see what a guest is up to. Um, maybe cause I'm going to have them on and I want to see if they've had a other podcast or, or what's new in their life. But most of the time I'm following them on Instagram. So like, I'll see it through there. But yeah. like, you know, I do love Brandon McCatherin. I think that I think his stuff is is super on point. Um, I, he he's uh, I get other people have kind of done variations, but he does the one minute jujitsu hack. So like, yeah. hey, like making my jujitsu better versus teaching me a long a move in like a long format. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love when he shows me something like, hey, when you're doing your lockdown, hey, if you do this. Like, that's what I like. So I like consuming yeah. him in those smaller bits, partially because, again, the whole the way that, that I learn. I want to hear it. I yeah. want to see it. I want you to tell me about it. But, but then I also want to do it. Then I have to go train, like, do it. But so you're it's, not a fanboy. Yeah. If, it, unless you're, not unless like I'm it. sitting with, like, a training partner, it's really hard, or have a, a, a good, you know, a, a, a jiu-jitsu grappling dummy, it's hard for me to watch an instructional without like literally having my partner next to me like all right dude let's try that let's do that right. and see where it is right i don't yeah. i don't learn like that so i like the mic i what would you call it micro content like my, i like yeah, the micro, smaller yeah. stuff yeah yeah so okay so ultimate goal like i usually ask people what's your ultimate goal in the world of jiu-jitsu and mma i'd like to know what's your ultimate goal with what you're doing i think you maybe touched on it before about like selling kind of the properties but but what is your ultimate goal in this world of content creation and jiu-jitsu in the mma world what what, what are you thinking so, I brought I, I brought up that AI stuff and what I'm doing underneath that as a, just a means to hopefully help people in the space monetize and think outside of the scope of I have to be this person because yeah. I like jujitsu. So that that was I wasn't even going to bring that up, but that's good value. But realistically, none of that is my life goal. My life goal is 100 percent to give to build the man that I want to be, to build the man that I'm proud of and give him to the world, offer him off. Yeah. All I want to do. That's all I think about. I get up every single day about how, how can I. You watch if you watch my stories, you'll see that I'm I'm really the guy that I'm saying I am. I wake up every day. I'm accountable to my people. I answer every single DM. When I was going through that big growth before my injury, I didn't answer a single DM. I didn't even talk to my friends on DM. They had to text me. I was completely isolated. I learned so much about myself. My whole goal is to give everything away. And everyone, any of you jiu-jitsu guys were like, well, I don't want to give too much away. No one's gonna buy your shit anyway. This is how you get people to buy your stuff. You got to give away all the information, but sell the implementation. So for me, I'm 100% giving away myself to the world every single day to become a better boyfriend, a better son, a better man. And I'm going to do that till I die. I'm going to master my habits until I die. Everything else, I don't give a fuck about. It's a byproduct. Talk to me opinion. about it. When you talk about answering every DM, excuse me, sometimes it could, that, I mean, on my, on, I'm on way smaller following than you. And it gets difficult. It's not difficult to answer somebody, but it's difficult when that turns into a conversation and a back and forth. It gets a little hard. And, and maybe for me, it's like, this is one of my jobs. I have a marketing company that I run. Yeah. And then I have, this is, has become part of the business. 
the way yeah. that it's become part of the marketing company is that sponsors have become clients and clients have become sponsors. Unintended consequence. You have a podcast? Mm-hmm. Hey, what does it cost? Hey, can I do that? Can we put the thing? Yeah. And, blah, 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 and then it, and vice, yeah. and vice versa. Hey, I'm sponsoring the podcast. Oh, you build websites? Hey, could you help us with our website? And then that happens, right? But, um, yeah, like, again, un- unintended, but it definitely it, it, it has happened. But how, like how do way. I get to those people? Like, how do yeah, I how stay do you, up How with do you them? get, yeah, how do you, you know, does it turn, like, I, well, my point there was, like, I don't have, I don't feel like I have time in the day to yeah. wind up having conversation. Like, a little heart on something, sometimes as impersonal as I feel that is, I give them the heart, let them know that I saw the content that they sent me or the comment that they sent. Is that uh, yeah. not, is that not enough? Am I, am I doing no, a disservice to do. my listener or to my, to the follower? This is what I do. And I suggest a lot of you guys do this. And you look at my comments. I don't answer a lot of people back in my comments because it's like, Oh, the white guy's beating up the black guy. And they, they make it racial. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, dude, you're a fucking, you're a, a simpleton. I'm not in, engaging in that content, uh, in that comment, but people will DM me stuff and they'll go, they'll send me a, a reel and say some really low IQ statement about the reel. It, whatever they want to share. It's coming from a good place. I don't answer those. Yeah. You okay. know, I, so just to be clear, but I got people that are talking to me about how to improve in this way. How, how did I, how did I get to okay. where I am mentally, physically, those things I lost, I got an email, I got a DM the other day about someone, he, a person who this individual loved very cl- closely committed suicide. I get those, I get those more than you guys would realize yeah. about like, cause people feel like they can open up. They think they know you t- t- similar to what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. So my whole thing is this, I'm going to make the time for those people. I'm always thinking, I don't give a fuck about myself. I take care of myself in the morning so that I can be there for who I need to be there for. I'm a, I'm an oh, I'm autopilot. Like this, this experience talking to you has been great. We've been going for two hours. I'll go for another five and I'll just keep going because I'm not, I'm in flow state. I'm not thinking about Steven. I'm thinking about the listener. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just try to do that every day, Milton, as purely yeah. as I possibly can from the bottom of my heart. I just want to help people because every time in my life, most of it, where I didn't give people what I know I could have given them because I'm a self, I'm a selfish, uh, uh, self-driven, A-type personality with a big mouth and a lot of ego. I was miserable. My life went to shit. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. I was miserable. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna give it all away, and I've been as happy yeah. as a pig in shit since then. So I answer those damn I, DMs if they deserve my answer. I've been. I had this conversation <laughs> with my daughter yesterday, and I'll just say this part. I won't go into the whole conversation, but we were talking about like basically like power of the secret or really karma, like putting out good energy. Yes. And I said, I'm going to knock on wood right now. I'm I'm big, but like, I'm like, don't jinx yourself by talking about something. But I told her good things happen to me when I treat other people. Well, my, with the business, we over deliver for every client. She's like, but they're not paying for that, right? Like, in, like I'm training her, so she's new in the marketing world. She's 30 years old. Right, she's I a teacher. She's new in the marketing world, so I'm telling her. I'm like, no, I want, I'm never going to have a client come back and be like, oh, but you didn't do this. I'm like, that never happens. But at the same time, I'm never going to give them the opportunity to be like, oh, but you fucked this thing up. When I'm like, hey, remember when I gave you those free cards and the free postcards and the business cards and the this and we redid all of your cover photos for all your social media when it's not included in your program. We over deliver because they wind up giving you a referral. They're just appreciative of it. And I don't do it just like I said, you can't do something to be like, okay, universe, what are you going to give me back? You do it because it's the right thing to do. And it's a good thing to do. 
and you wind up getting rewarded. And I, and I went to, I told her, I had a conversation with somebody else and I explained this to her. I said, I never quote rappers. I said, but and I, I couldn't give you the exact quote, but Kanye West, I think it's in the song click. He says something along the lines of all this time I've been asking God for stuff. And you think like, he's thinking like God is, is not paying attention to me. And then I look around at my life and I go, Oh, he's been paying look attention to me all this time. Right. I just yeah. elaborated on, on Kanye's line, but I said, that's the way that I look at stuff now. Again, this is like post heart attack. My, my mindset definitely changed after that. Now I'm like, I want to live a good life. I'm not going to be here forever. I'm not scared of dying. I was in bed, like what's going on, laughing with my, people were walking into my room going, you're laughing. How bad could this be? I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not in pain. I had a heart, but I wasn't like, it wasn't painful. So I felt like somebody was sitting on my chest for an hour and then it went away. Mm. And then it was like, you just had a heart attack and you're 80% clogged. Like we got to go in there and put stents, right? So like I, I was, I told her that though, like I said that I'm like, basically you need to be appreciative of what you have and know that sometimes when you're going like, oh fuck man, this, this thing is bothering me. I'm like, just remember about all the other good things that are happening in your life and look at the life that you have. She was a teacher. She now works from home, makes her own hours. She goes to the gym in the middle of the day. She's just like, she, the only downside is like, she doesn't have summers off anymore. She's been like away for like five weekends this summer where it was just like off on Friday, like took the weekend, did a little bit of work on the road. While she, like, I'm like, look at your life. I want that for you. I want you, to, but you have to be, you have to give that out to the universe and show your appreciation. You can't just be upset about the thing that you don't have, you know, so that, that's how I explain it to her, but I'm a big believer in that. What you're so many saying people is like, are paying give, karmic debt give, constantly. give, give until it hurts. I tell her, I deal, my personal life, if I have a dime, my friend has a nickel. Like, that's the way I think you have to be. It may be like, my friend needs, like, if I have a dime, my friend has a dime, you could almost say. I say, if I have a dime, yeah. my friend has a nickel. I will give yeah. you the shirt off my back. I've learned that from other people that have done things for me. But if you, you know, I, I believe if you operate in that way, then things that, like, the universe rewards good people. You know, they say, like, nice guys finish last. I don't believe that. I think the universe rewards people when you're being good or you're good to other people without expecting a reward. It winds up coming, and you might not always realize. Sometimes we need a brick house to fall on us, but you got to remember the little things. Like, I tell her, like, you're working from home. You're going to the gym. When she goes to the gym in the middle of the day and she tells me that, I'm like, I smile. I'm like, it's nice, isn't it? It's nice to just take off an hour or two or go work with your friend at a Starbucks and sit and chat while you guys are working on your computers because you both have this freedom. I remember that stuff when you're thinking about like, oh, I don't have this or I can't go here or I don't have yeah. enough money. Right? Think about those things. So I absolutely appreciate that. Give, give, give till it hurts and worry about yourself last because it will come back. People need to figure that out. You know, karmic debt is a real thing and we live our lives and we do things that are, you know, not necessarily conducive to the person we want to become. And we wonder why our lives in shambles or our health's in shambles or, you know, things, things of that nature. Boom. It's so important. <laughs> and this, this has been the, reiter I'm reiterating this over and over in the podcast, but so much of this is like building the man or the woman, because you may mm -hmm. have some, obviously some female jiu-jitsu players, uh, building that person up every single day, meticulously seven days a week, seven days a week. And then karma really kicks in because you don't want to do anything but help people because yeah. you've you've done so much to help yourself. And that's when that karmic wheel starts to kick in for the better. Yeah. But yeah, you can win all the fights yeah. you want, by the way. You can go win worlds tomorrow and still be a piece of shit. 
who like treats his girlfriend like garbage and, and, and is just an, a real toxic person because you haven't fixed the things that need to be fixed. I it was, takes, it I, takes, I was the unhappiest in my life at the job that I made the most money I ever made. I was making close to $200,000 a year. People were like, you're leaving that job. And I'm like, I'm miserable. Yeah. I am. It was, I, I, I my last year, I made $186,000 in my last year at that job. And I was miserable. I hated my life. I opened a t-shirt company. I started working from home. It was, we were putting out funny t-shirts. It was so much fun to just be sitting there laughing all day about the ideas yeah. that we were coming up with. Yeah. I hated my life at that job. And things went down, but I learned so much from that stuff. Like I left this job. I wasn't making the money. The t-shirt company didn't take off, but I wound up learning and do, and here I, if it wasn't for that, me leaving that job, I would not be here right now. I might not have ever started jujitsu. <coughs> I might not have ever done so many of the things that I'm doing. I just wouldn't be here. And, and life is good, but I don't, I'm not, not like counting. Oh, this is good. This is good. This is bad. Like now it's just like, you're just living and be good and those bad things will turn into good things at some point. Does that make sense? And you you knew, yeah, it makes complete sense. You knew right there that that job that you were doing, even though it was paying you a boatload of money, wasn't in direct alignment with who you are as a person. And so there was a disconnect, there was no congruence and you were in pain. So you left it. But the universe is crazy. There's always uh, uh, compression and expansion. And that's what your, that's what yeah. your online career is gonna be. That's what your jujitsu career is gonna be, your money making. And what you just said, it went down for a while. But then it started to come back up. And guess what? It'll go down again. Yeah. But as long as you're raising that watermark gradually over time, you're yeah. going to be more, you're going to be happier than you were with that big paying job. But also you're going to be a more defined, nuanced yeah. person. You got to learn. You, you do have to learn from the, like, uh, like in jujitsu, I guess let's take it back to jujitsu. When we say you don't lose, you learn. I mean, that goes yeah. to the same thing. What I just described, I lost. And in the moment I didn't know that I was learning. I was just like, fuck this, you know, like fuck my life. Like I had somebody hand me the dvd the one hour dvd or one hour or so of the secret it changed my life because i realized the energy that i was putting out was the energy that i was getting back if you're an asshole you're probably going to have asshole friends right 100%. or yeah. you know if you're a good person you're probably going to be like attract good people uh yep. there's another way somebody else puts it like uh you're you are the what's the word collection but if you show me your 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 three best friends, your five closest, yeah, exactly. yeah, right. Like You're you are you are the closest friends you have. Like you are made up of the people that you keep around you. So if you hang out with a bunch of assholes, you're probably also an asshole. You're not Most the good guy in that group of asshole. assholes. Yeah. If you hang out with good people, you're probably a good person, right? No, you, you know, become so, one. I mean, it's you just like I'm only surrounded with. by jujitsu people. Other than Bo, I think Bo is the only non-jujitsu person that I speak to, and he's involved with this, so he's yes. like. Guilt by he's association. A he's, guy. he's a jujitsu guy because he does the podcast. But my world is surrounded by <laughs> everybody that I talk to is is some way, shape, or form related to jujitsu. My wife it's true, does man. do jujitsu, you know? What you said is is spot on. I think the ancients already knew it, but the, the universe is a mirror. It reflects your external world is a reflection of your internal state. So like you said, if you're a piece of shit, your friends are a piece of shit. But this is the funniest thing. They're they're always like Tom's a dick, right? Tom's Tom's a real asshole. And they think they're like the righteous one. It's yeah. like, no, motherfucker. You're just yeah. as bad, if not worse. And you're just ignorant to the fact. But that's why, guys, clean up your yeah. shit. Get yourself, get your accountability. Get yourself clean. I'm never pointing that finger like, that guy's an asshole. I never say, like, that guy's an asshole. I'm just like, okay. Dude, to that, me all the time. I, no, that I'm guy, <laughs> in my mind, I might think that that guy's an asshole. So instead of I'm telling everybody that he's an asshole, I'm just like, well, I'm not. I'm just not going to associate with that person. I'm going to be over here. Yeah. You know, so. 
All right, listen. We're gonna end it there. Oh wait, we got to ask you the, uh, the the most important question that we always ask. Dun, dun, dun. So I don't know if you remember. We always talk about oh, this. Do you know? You know the question. I think you know the question. Oh, I know it's coming. Do you or do <laughs> you not wash your jujitsu belt? Now, just to be clear, for a lot of my years coming up, I did not wash my jujitsu belt. I did not. But you got to grow up, guys. You got to mature. And do I wash it every single time I train? Of course not. I'm not a psychopath. But what I will do is, you know, it starts to get a little rancid and it starts to get damp. Yeah. But I'm going to do one better because everyone knows the answer or they don't know the answer. But let me tell you something. This is what you guys got to start doing. Clean your fucking jujitsu bags, you filthy animals. Clean your bags. Because here's the thing. Staph infection is brewing in that thing. And I know so many people like, yeah, I cleaned my gi. And then you put it back in the bag that has all the bacteria in it. We got something. So your shit is completely washed. And we you need some. to wash your shit. Early on in the podcast, we had this company send us these things. We wanted them to be like, it was early on. So we were like, hey, give us some money too. Like sponsor us. I still have it. I still use it. It's called the stinky bag. They have different sizes. Yeah. It has a zipper at the top and a zipper at the bottom. You right. open it up. I put, when I, I this, facts. When I leave jiu-jitsu, when I come off the mat, I take my my t- my gi top and my belt and I put it in that bag. Sometimes I change. Sometimes I leave my gi pants on, jump in the car. I actually put a towel down and I jump in the car and I go home and then I take it all. With that stinky bag, it I close the zipper on the top, but when you open the one on the bottom, this mesh bag falls out and there's your your stuff. I usually take I take the gi top out, but I'll leave in like if I have a knee brace, like a you know right a knee brace, my belt. So that when I do wash it, I wash it in there. Especially like uh, if you're washing like with gi shorts and things like that. So like I might have, I always hang everything to dry, but like I maybe throw in some something with Velcro on it. Or my wife has her her wrist her uh, boxing wraps, and they have the Velcro on it. So putting it in that bag, it doesn't get stuck to everything. But you just wash it right in that bag. So for like the smaller stuff that I put in there, I leave that in the bag. I always take the gi top out because it's folded up. It's not. It's, you know, it's not going to get really clean in my mind, so yeah. I throw that out. But that's what I at least take it home like that. So then I take that whole bag and put it inside of my gym bag, so it's actually clean. So I still that's like the that. They didn't sponsor the show, but Stinky Bag, check them out. It's kind of it's kind of yeah. cool. They they came out uh, like during during COVID. I think is when they picked up. At least that's when we got with them uh, because they were like uh, scrubs. They were telling doctors and you know and and nurses use this bag. Put your scrubs in there if you're leaving, you know, if you're changing at work, put your scrubs in there and then just throw the whole thing in the wash mm-hmm. so that you're not handling okay. that when you get home or bringing that into the house and right and keeping your stuff on. Put all your scrubs in the bag and then just pop the whole sense, bag in there. Yeah. So anyway. All right. So um, they just got it, free promotion. You guys better start paying. Yeah, right. Let's do it, man. So <laughs> thank you. Uh, I don't know. Are you working with anybody? So I always give the, the guests a little bit of time. If you want to shout out anybody, oh. say hello to anybody, sponsors, thank anybody. This is your time. Yeah, well, you guys know I'm on Stephen Strangles all over the place or Stephen Strangles people. Um, I have a newsletter called the Fight IQ Report. It's completely free. I put out both psychological and mental components and aspects of not just fighting, but uh, being in life in general, being specifically catered towards men. Um, I also obviously cover the the physical side of techniques and whatnot. I think you're going to hear me be real humble right now, but I believe I have one of the best newsletters in the fight game. And yeah, give it a look. Uh, I just I saw IQ it on report. your Instagram when I pulled it up. If they go to your Instagram, click on your link tree, and it's right there. They can get over to your YouTube, see your latest videos, but it also had the the uh, the, the link the fight, to the IQ IQ. Fight, IQ report. fight IQ report. And I also yeah. give you guys free that. eBooks. I got like a free Mike Tyson eBook, and 
I got so much cool stuff, free value, okay. just giving it away. So check it out. All right, brother. Don't hang up. I'm going to come take some pictures with uh, yeah. with you by the screen real quick for for yeah. uh, uh, for uh, you know promo and for the for the the announcements that we put out. But yeah. I appreciate you coming on again, man. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. You're always welcome. We're going to be, again, we at this studio. If you were down here in Florida, you can come into this studio right now until August. I think we shoot at the other one. The first uh, podcast is on the 8th. But if you ever come down to Florida, we're in Boca. Try to come down. We'll do one in studio. It'll be really fun. It'll be kind of cool. You'll see the new studio. It's, a, it's like a, it's always a different vibe when the you know you're sitting next to the of guests. Course. You know. Yeah, but, we got to uh, get that. You know, you're always welcome going. here, brother. I appreciate you and thank you for doing this again, man. Thank you, Mel. All right, Thanks brother. Thanks for having me. All right, thank hang you. out. Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family-owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram, too, at MyNeutralZone. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ Box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at thebjjbox. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowandroll.com to check out their awesome designs, and while you're there, pick up a Jiu-Jitsu Dummy Signature Tee exclusively at flowandroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of T-shirts, rash guards, or geese with code JJD. All right. All right, man. Very cool. That was, dude, he's, he's really cool, man. He's so smart. He's really, really smart. Yeah, like he's, yeah. He's, he understands so many aspects, not just the sport. The business side of this. But this, what he's done with, with developing his content shit. Yeah. Dude, that's, he's figured out, this is like going to Vegas and figuring out like the, you know, the formula to winning at roulette tables or something, yeah. like which yeah, is yeah. impossible, you know? Yeah. Usually you got to go find a mentor. Yeah to help you with content production and like what yeah. are the steps what's yeah. that secret he figured it out well i love having him on um he was the reason why we got onto tiktok so i take yeah you know his advice and and uh, what he says to heart so uh no, he's so legit. thank you high again value, steven for, for coming value. on where are we thank yeah. you steven appreciate you coming on thank you so much high value and, guy man. Um, i listen, recommend our audience yeah. go follow him man. yeah definitely yeah. that was it at steven strangles people Yep, is, we'll, have, uh, we'll have it up on the screen. Yeah, yeah, we'll have it up, and uh, I think he he also has uh, maybe uh, some of his pages are Stephen Strangles, but I know his Instagram and his YouTube are both Stephen Strangles. Be pretty people. easy to find, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so thank you everybody for watching and listening. Uh, you can check us out at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies on Instagram. We're on uh, we're on thread now. Threads is it thread or th- threads? threads? Yeah. We're, thre- we're on threads <laughs> now. You can basically find us anywhere at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies. Uh, our YouTube is at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Podcast. Our TikTok, TikTok. is also Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Podcast. Uh, but uh, you can check us out. Click the link in the bio. You can see uh, you have links to all of our sponsors. Uh, different ways you can support the show if you wanted to. Everything is there, so uh, so go check us out. Uh, my personal Instagram, if you want to have a conversation with me, is Uncle Milty BJJ. Uh, I'm really just I, I've got a Facebook as well, but I'm really Instagram is yeah. where I'm doing most of my most my uh, conversations. You know, especially when it comes to the podcast. But yeah. Uncle at Uncle Milty BJJ, Bo at B A D W E R K S on IG. And, All right, and if you want to find me on Facebook, I'm. Uh, Bo Askew, A-S-C-I-U. Okay. B-O-A-S-C-I-U. Perfect. Yep. There you go. Thank you for watching and listening, everybody. Peace, love, jiu-jitsu. Look, I didn't have to look at that to read. (laughs) (laughs) I finally got it. 121 episodes.